0: Welcome to another farm-fresh-factory, I don't know, can't think of things anymore, episode of WANK, the weekly AEW News Kick. I'm your host, Tom. I'm joined as always by Patrick. Yellow. And a Cabbage Patch Kid come to life, Jack Griffin. Hello. It's a compliment. It means you're adorable. You know squeezable, what? I, squeezable I, cheeks.
1: I just take whatever you say now, just, you know, I'll just go with it it's I'm, not bullying <laughs> if it's not bullying if it's nice like. well thank you Tom thank you I appreciate the compliment this week how's everyone's week been I don't so usually ask you so how you good.
2: are so far so good things hopefully you guys are also good so
1: <laughs> yeah I've had an awesome week this week I've, I've actually this week I've been in such good mood um, yeah. and just to just see you boys
0: this Thursday I'm, I'm even better mood old school RuneScape launched on Steam yesterday so I'm happy what that's, actually, that's actually why i didn't watch bloodsport which we were supposed to review for this episode but we're just gonna <laughs> pretend it didn't happen because i didn't catch the end of it because i was too busy chopping wood and starting fires <laughs> what a game
2: when when Try- was the when was the moxley match by the way in the trying to buy a girlfriend
0: um <laughs> yeah uh it was it was okay so they I had just Bloods-
2: watched the main event finish
0: <laughs> they had uh they had bloodsport 4 about a week before but it didn't air until like the same night as Bloodsport 5 so the Bloodsport 4 main event I believe was I I say I believe was not then I can't remember it I think Jeff Cobb was in it it might have been Jeff Cobb versus Chris Dickinson that's what I want to say and then Jeff Cobb faced Filthy Tom Lawler and the undercard the next night Um, and that's the match I got up to Uh, I just finished watching the I want to say he's called Kratos Jr. or something like that versus um, I probably got that wrong versus Oh, Chris Dickinson on the second night and uh he got a really big uh Chris Dickinson won, but he's this guy's like rising fast. I mean we might as well talk about it now seeing so not actually properly talking about it later. This guy yeah, right? this guy I think I, I I'm gonna make a right fool of myself if he's not called Kratos Jr. Let me just let me just uh JR J I got it. I've I got I've got wrestling dyslexia. It's the other way around. It's JR Kratos, not Kratos Jr. <laughs> There's no junior, it's just JR. Yeah, he's
2: um Greatest Jr. was in God of War, so.
0: Oh, there you go. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's taken inspiration. But yeah, he's a really massive guy. And he's really, um, really athletic. They've also got a guy that wrestles in a mask. That's dude. This guy is as big as Brock Lesnar. I swear to God, I've got to show I've got to show you this guy. He's called like Beast something. Oh, I have to send it to you afterwards. But um, I'd really I'd recommend checking it out. They've got a lot of kind of rising stars on there, and they wrestle shoot style, which is really interesting to see guys like. John Moxley, because I have watched John Moxley at Bloodsport before, um, when he fought Chris Dickinson at Bloodsport three. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting to see these guys wrestling shoot style like like it's MMA. Um, Simon Grimm, you know Simon Gotch in WWE. He's,
2: oh, he uh, was he's there.
0: A, yeah, yeah, he's there. He's a regular
2: Ooh, nice.
0: there. And nice. I know. I, I really, I really recommend it. You can, uh, you can watch it on my fight, or buy it on your own fight. <laughs> Have you just, just advertised just that so the whole look, podcast? Just so we don't get dumped for piracy. Yeah, what did you say, Jack? It's not
2: piracy. To... If you're sharing, sharing is caring. Hint, so. hint,
0: hint, hint. I'll, I'll send you it.
1: Sorry, go on, Jack. I just said, did you just offer that to the whole podcast so they can watch it on your phone? My password is... <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Jellyfish123.
0: We actually have some breaking news to talk about. For once, some breaking AEW news to talk about at the beginning of the show. <laughs> well, is this- Paul <laughs> for copyright reasons? <laughs> yeah. What about this news? Quite Honestly, formerly not- known as the Large Event. Uh, the larger large. when i saw it pop copyright up my, jack copyright
1: when i saw it pop up on my twitter i couldn't quite believe it i was like go, go big show without the go that's what i think we can say <laughs> <But> <laughs> it, it was oh what news i'm a bit kind of annoyed with what he's there for net at the start of why is that but you but know he's gonna be wrestling yeah he is that's why and i already looked on the roster and he's there and he's got a win-loss record obviously nothing on it yet but he's ready
0: ready and you know loaded to go so buzzing it's mental. That's all I can say for it. I've seen people in the comments on Instagram and stuff just saying I'm in shock. Do you know what I mean? It's just, like, not even making jokes about it, just like shooketh, you know? Um, yeah, wild. What, what, I don't know, what, what were your thoughts on this, Patrick, when you first saw it?
2: I can just say, like, the last famous words of a person, in this case, a porn actress. I didn't see that coming, so that was <laughs> something very. <laughs> Very unexpected for me, really something big unexpected.
0: She's not doing her job if she didn't see it. (laughs) That's getting that's getting distracted at the pivotal moment of the scene. (laughs) (laughs)
2: The basic, the basic moment is like the the finish in the wrestling. uh Yeah, but anyway,
0: (laughs) you need to be more discerning in your pornography, Patrick.
2: No, no, it's it's fine. (laughs) We're we're not. pornography podcast because we have a very serious <laughs> w-a-n-k name but as,
0: as a as a german guy you are a member of a pornography podcast correct a, a host of another one sorry i'm I just ashamed that
2: that's they're, they're just these german prejudice like uh, uh, anal uh, uh nazi and beer <laughs> sorry anal nazi and what beer
0: beer beer Okay, oh. I can't believe yeah. it's only about six minutes into oh. the podcast and we've already said anal Nazi.
2: <laughs> anal Nazi. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm starting to realise why we go going for two hours now because we're oh, talking about porn. So two bad. hours of two hours of quality content. Back. Um, yeah,
2: that's what she said. So okay, you know,
0: it's, it's okay now.
2: It's, I can go on and on, but let's get back to the big show, which is not porn related now. <laughs> so it's. That's that's a real big surprise for me and I really That's me as my ring
0: name the big surprise the big
2: surprise yeah and then he's in like a surprise egg and then comes out of it like <laughs> like gobbledygooker gooker
0: he like oh, we're full of ideas. yeah this, this going to be a good night i feel this one i feel it oh i'm i have got a but sugar yeah. rush
2: going oh i go. uh, i'm i'm actually uh, not only surprised but also in some kind of way happy because it seems that he wants to do something and doesn't want to just sit at home and do nothing and get the paycheck from wwe yeah. and be in this like really shitty uh, uh uh old school like really out of time uh, uh a sitcom he has on netflix uh he just oh, that, that
0: looked terrible i didn't watch it it was so horrible I, can't really I
2: couldn't it couldn't even get over five minutes it was so horrible but it's like he wants to do something with resting he wants to be like they said like a mentor uh, uh, uh um, a commentary or host for for the new aw a uh, dark elevation show uh and what in the ring can in you between... explain it
0: to me can you give me a too long didn't read i i can um, if you want yeah yeah, yeah i
2: can also can like it go for it it's, well i asked yeah, I asked okay, patrick Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Brotherly love um it's basically uh that uh indie guys can show up there and show their showcase their talent against aw talent which also don't get enough airtime. and then they still have dark where they basically i think do the same or maybe they're changing yeah. the concept of dark than itself I was so gonna say, cause this guys is what, like, what they like said
0: a, guys like aaron solo and caesar nintendo or whatever Um, they 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 are uh, they're not like signed are they to a contract so isn't that like like when you say that that's like isn't that what's already happening is is yeah what you just
2: yeah like i said also before they should like you said it right in the chat also it feels like dark or now the dark elevation might be for the signed talent just a thing to bring their uh, wing loss record like to a higher number that they have higher matches or like scores in there whatever you call that and mm. uh, also like if they're building this brand like is on is it on reddit not only on reddit but also on twitter also people are really demanding like a dark championship or so because although there are there are uh dynamite talents being in there using it mostly for squash matches it's it's kind of its own universe small universe when you see like cutler versus uh peter avalon that was quite big but just in that, 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 seemed, that on YouTube. to me, that
0: seemed that match, especially, and matches like that, seem to be the exception to the rule. It seems to be one match per night that you couldn't call if that. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And like, it does seem to just be a way to art- artificially inflate the win loss record of people on the main roster. And I don't like that. I feel like that's another case of AEW boxing themselves in with a decision, like like how I said about their kind of meta acknowledgement of. Of um, cameras and stuff, do you know what I mean? I feel like they box themselves yeah. in storyline-wise, and they've boxed they've even boxed themselves in result-wise by by committing to this win loss thing, um, which everyone loved to begin with. But I mean, I love it too. But I mean, coming back to Bloodsport, I did watch all but the last two matches of Bloodsport and Bloodsport Four, so I have I, do, I have seen some, even though I didn't catch the end of it. Um, just there, like. Just being on, you, you, just being having one guy who won his last match or last two matches against another guy who won his last two makes it feel like a big deal. It doesn't have to be a massive undefeated streak. Do you know what I mean? For it to feel feel like, oh, who's going to win this one? Like there is a way of there is a way of doing it. I feel.
1: And um, they dark used to have a purpose because when you were like at an arena show when crowds were there. Well, that's you what know, it's named after is Dark, dark match? Oh, exactly. because the matches if you, before and after. Exactly. Um, so it's just like, okay, them ones that we normally just put on for the crowd before we go to the, the live show, um, we'll just put them on their own show. So it made sense, but now there's no crowd. And I feel sorry for the talent because they have to stay to like 1, 2 and o'clock in the morning to shoot these matches, which have no sort of,
0: no one really cares about, if you get what I mean? Yeah. Right. Well, on that positive note, let's launch into our review of Dynamite. Yeah. um i'm actually gonna while we're being negative i am actually going to just get all the ne- well i won't get all the negativity out of the way because i thought and i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest about what position i'm gonna be coming from for this entire podcast from here on out i thought this was not only not a good dynamite i thought this was a bad dynamite i thought this was the worst one of the year so far
2: Controversial. I agree yeah yeah it's it was it was boring to be honest like it mm. didn't have any essence the segments were not good the matches were except two of them were not really they they they, they were not as not really bad but they were just pointless well, and even even the good even the, unquote, even the quote
0: unquote even the quote-unquote good matches i felt were going through the motions a bit and i didn't give a single match about a 3.75 i gave two matches three point seven fives on my scorecard um i
2: but, know which one they are because the, these are the only real two matches in there i think yeah <laughs>
0: Um, Jack might be disagreeing with us what are your thoughts Jack? I'm feeling the... quite a positive mood
1: normally i was oh, slag off but there's what? a complete lack of Luther in this um, episode so
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm in a positive Jack's, mood Jack's just, just been elevated by like they've just lowered they've lowered his standards with the last couple of episodes <laughs> by featuring Luther to the point where now just an absence of Luther is, <laughs> it, it makes the show an instant classic 100% mate 100% um. <laughs> Yeah, well, that means that you are arguing for for positivity tonight. You're in the corner of positivity, while me and Patrick are in the negative corner. Bring it on, bring it on. Let's launch into the first match. It was John. I call
2: Moxley. it the realism corner.
0: The realism corner. There we go. John Moxley versus oh, I've written Nick Nemeth. It's um, <laughs> a good start. That's uh, that's that's Dolph Ziggler. Brilliant. Um, John Moxley versus Nick Nemeth's brother. Um, Ryan Nemeth. Uh, yeah, what can we really say about this match? Let's start with Jack. Let's start on a positive note because he's he's openly admitting to being positive. So start you, it off with this one, Jack. <laughs> well, you can mean one of the hardest
1: matches to be positive about. So I'm going to try. <laughs> um Mox was cool, wasn't he? Yeah, that that's right. Cool. Put... <laughs> he's always very cool. <laughs> um, no, it was a squash match. Ryan Nemeth didn't really do much, I think. The most I saw him was when he had Mox in the corner and he's doing some knee shots, um, but that quickly changed. And this, you, when you see this match on the card, you know what it's for. It's for, let's make Mox look like, you know, big, which he doesn't need to anyway, because it's Mox, but let's give Mox a match where we make him look strong. And then the positive for me, because I'm going to try each kind of segment on match to have the positive outlook. That promo was killer for me. That promo, thought, the promo of the year. Promo of yeah. the year it all the feels um and yeah i was a big fan of that and it's just you know what liam could argue that it was a copy and paste promo but for me uh, it, it wasn't this time it no. was
0: i i tell you what about this time is yes john moxley has a style of promo and that's what liam was arguing you know what i mean and sometimes just cutting a promo you know week in week out that style can get repetitive when you've got no kind of emotional focus to it but This, he, yeah, as I said, I thought this was the promo of the year, and it was uh, really emotional. It was, I kind of bought from his promo that he might die in this match. (laughs) Like, it felt like he, like, just the portrayal of it felt like he thought he might die and was saying goodbye to the fans, and it really tugged up, it really was like... Wow! Like, do you know what I mean? It was yeah. it was a gut punch. This promo, fantastic. The way he just grabs the grabs the chair, sits down in the ring. is here to address the fans. No bullshit. Do you know what I mean? It was it was it was really really good. I really I thought I thought it was as I say uh, promo of the year so far. Um, Patrick, do your thoughts reflect ours or?
2: hey liam how are you doing i feel you <laughs> oh it's like it's for me it's i don't want to talk it bad it was a good promo but still like the the average john moxley thing maybe i'm just not not a fan of this uh maybe style he does then every time or you know but i i, I see it def- definitely the same that uh in the end i was feeling like okay uh, he might risk a lot for it and that's quite of quite cool because I, I think most of the people are not thinking that he is regaining his title because uh it's just a too short while you know it's just storytelling wise also with kenny and everything if he loses the title it just makes sense that he doesn't but now i got the feeling okay this is open he might win the title or something well, happened there with it so that's the good outcome of it like uh, what, what i really liked um and the match i think we don't really need to talk about it that that was now this time a pure squash match two minutes 42 seconds that's nothing for an aw match so even not a dark match uh, almost so uh, yeah it was just two right. people fighting and showing what they can do mostly moxley and that's it
0: I actually think the squash match under AEW should be around two minutes because it's long enough for the opposition to get some moves in. We saw it later in the night with—I uh, don't want to get ahead of myself—but a match involving Brandon Cutler. Um, it's enough time to, for the opposition to get some—the one who's being squashed—to get a few moves in. It's longer than your typical WWE squash match, which bet, you know might barely last a minute. That's twice as long as you know a WWE squash match to actually get some airtime, but. I hate these 10-minute squash matches, do you know what I mean, that we know the outcome and like it just feels like a waste of time that they could be dedicating to other stuff. I know you always say that. Yeah,
2: but but if it's a good match that the the talent which gets squashed uh, can showcase his talent, that's that's at some matches what I like because then you can see, okay, he can do this and this. like Nick Komorodo, like he had also a squash match basically. But he was able to show and like impress me and with yeah, you when the, I watched yeah, him with you that, together. We were uh, impressed by him. So I mean, that's I that's, think that's that's a good point when they can when they can use that to bring talent over also, which maybe if, if they're not uh, winning or so, you know, but uh, or to tell a story maybe with it. Um, but, yeah, but I, I'm, I also I'm, agree I'm, with you that that when you have these matches where there's like nothing in it, like really nothing between. I was just going to say I'm
0: Nam- I'm, arguing, I'm arguing that. Uh, Like the 10-minute squash matches are a waste of time and the Nick Comorado one was a typical one, like you say, that was a shorter one, wasn't it? It wasn't quite as long as um, the tag match that was... Yeah,
2: maybe like a five-minute match or so. It was was really, really good. So, like I said, I like when the match is good, you know, if you give them the time to bring good matches and so... um, Maybe, I, I don't see that yet from uh, uh, Nick No Nick Nemeth, it's his name, <laughs> not Nick, Nick, Nemeth. Nick Nemeth, Ryan too. Nemeth, I'm also, oh my god, uh, he's uh, uh, Dolph Sigler's Ziegler, brother, yeah, it's. I don't see, like in, in his matches he had before on, on, on Dynamite, I don't see his skills that much, to be honest, maybe he wasn't able to show them yet, I don't see him like as a great wrestler so yet, because... Yeah, like O'Moro. in this short time, he showed everything uh, he had. And then you're like, okay, that was good to give him that time. If they would give the time now 10 minutes to uh, Ryan Nemeth, I would say that's a waste of time. So.
0: I, I tell you what I want. I don't want 10-minute matches. I want 2-minute matches, but I want the squash matches to be super high work rate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to I wanna see it really fast. I want them to condense these squash matches so that they can... Not waste our time with results we already are 100 percent about um but also showcase the talent do you know what i mean and who doesn't love uh, 100 miles an hour high work rate match do you know what i mean um and it's a way to keep people entertained who are you know here for the story which is most people do you know what i mean um as far as ryan nemes is concerned he has this uncanny ability of seeming technically sound but actually, going a whole match doing absolutely nothing noteworthy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, um, really. Yeah. There's there's something about that. You look at it, it's like, oh yeah, he's a good wrestler. He's from good wrestling stock. You can tell. Do you know what I mean? You can tell he's trained with his brother or trained under the same person's brother, um, who is a fantastic wrestler. But like, and his selling is great. I mean, that's that's a family a family uh, thing right there, a family tradition. But no, it's like he, this is the second time I've seen this. I saw him in another match the other week, and it's you know boring. But, yeah, I, uh, the first three matches of the night, I actually didn't even rate. I, I said were kind of unrateable, so. Um, but, yeah, it's Jack, Jack. Jack liked the promo. I liked the promo. You weren't the biggest fan, but you thought it served a purpose because, you know, it can, it, it planted that seed of doubt, so that's all good. Um, speaking of which, we then had a promo for the Kenny Omega-John Moxley match where they laid out just how long uh, and how storied this Rivalry has been. I feel like this might be their their first all time great rivalry of of AEW. Uh, thoughts on that, Jack?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you touched it because I I didn't know whether you're going to skip to the next bit and go over that. But um, but now skip did... bits here. This is why we have two hour podcasts <laughs> episodes. <laughs> but that, that I like I liked it because you know you as you said it it was probably and is. Probably the great rivalry so far we've had in our AEW um, lifetime. Some great matches they've had, some close matches. Every match has been close, to be fair. You, I don't think any match. But the one where Kenny won the title, you probably thought that was the outcome. But any of the others could have gone either way. Um, and I know obviously this match is massively extreme. But I completely forgot. Well, I didn't completely forget. Um, but a barbed wire match they had anyway on rev- on full gear. Um, it's like, ah, oh, so, like, I remember their um their experience they've already had with barbed wire. So this is just, what can we do? That's barbed wire, but up a no- notch. Well, let's add, let's add some, you know, some what land mimes in the
0: ring. Well, I think the barbed wire <laughs> will actually be the ring ropes if it's like. Yeah, it is. yeah, story. yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a question. How is this match sanctioned when they had to have an unsanctioned match before? They just. It was just uh, it was just going to be a regular match between Kenny and uh, Mox, and then Tony Khan's like, oh, no, I can't sanction this. I can't sanction this. So they're like, well, there's no rules. We might as well go fucking nuts, right? But as far as I'm aware, in kayfabe, the, it, it wasn't originally going to have a extreme stipulation. It was extreme because it was unsanctioned, and they could do what they want, right? So how now is Tony Khan got explosives and barbed wire and landmines as far as explosives? Because they they... they they uh explained later on there will be landmines in the ring and this is sanctioned <laughs> this doesn't say an unsanctioned match what the fuck? <laughs>
2: yeah, very you know? very inconsecutive uh storytelling as you said because before i think they to make it a bigger attraction uh this is why they said it's unsanctioned the first uh, uh bigger match of them but now uh yeah i think it's just it's just that's aw style i think at one point they're not thinking what they did before And how can this be like really?
0: We're coming to that point in AEW's timeline where we're gonna see. We've, you know, we're what now? Like a couple of years in, um, over a year into Dynamite, and it's just that time now where they're gonna be forgetting things or remembering them and doing callbacks you know what I mean it's that it's it's old enough now to be able to be doing that so we'll see how successful they are at it as you say this one is a bit inconsistent storytelling but you know we're, we're nitpicking wrestling so it's but I think I think AEW sets this standard for themselves of realism, and then we pick everything apart. Do you know what I mean? I feel like if they just like yeah, fuck it to the realism and didn't take it so seriously, then I wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Which is something I've been saying, like with the the cameras and stuff. I would, you know, I'd like it to be a bit more campy pro wrestling. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that we can just we can just excuse stuff away and suspend disbelief. But yeah, I've but they're building this that, realism sure.
2: themselves up that they want to have a sports sports based. Sports, yeah, they wanted to have sports based and that wins and, and losses matter. And then, yeah, like like last week, then uh, Santana and Ortiz get the tag team title match, although they're not the number one tag team in the inner circle, although they're not the number one contenders. And then you're like, OK, <laughs> and then Tony Khan explains, yeah, but it's just like the, the, the champions can choose to uh, uh, nice. whoever challenger they want to. But it's like, yeah, but where's the point then for the people working their way up, you know. Then it comes to sports thing. It might be that we are Europeans and seeing it maybe a little different with sports because we actually have in our big sports, like let's say, obviously in football or other sports, that you have promotions and uh, that you can be uh, dismissed from from higher leagues, or so. And then the Americans don't have that system where uh, you can be promoted or you can get out of the league and go lower you know maybe that's also a thing where americans think a little bit different i don't know but for me as a european especially i'm very picky on wins and losses and points and stuff from football
0: i think that's a german thing rather than a european thing (laughs) your uh, logic logical statistician kind of mind (laughs) Do you know what i mean
2: (laughs) yeah just this is also just one little slide off but this is just one point why uh, hockey in germany is not that or not that popular as other sports maybe or cannot get that big push because there's no promotion and no relegation from the league it's just where if they have enough money they can stay in the first league and now they changed it because they noticed it after like 20 years okay that's shitty but this is why some people just don't like it because if you're the baddest team in the league doesn't matter next year you get the next try so there's no consequence to it and this is what what i think germans or sports fans in germany don't like there has to be a consequence to what you're doing when you're bad
0: yeah that's that's twice i've stereotyped you for being german now i think i think it's three strikes and you're racist so i'm I'm good it's only two
2: (laughs) and and i didn't say something like yeah but in germany we say it's something like we say so (laughs) so yeah
0: yeah then we went on to matt and nick arriving with their parents we won't talk about this now because there's more to talk about it later as you guys know on to team taz which was specifically was uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus the Varsity bl- Varsity Blondes, correct? I've got that right? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I actually kept the timer of this, this one lasted over 9 minutes and this is kind of what I'm talking about and I'm, I guess that's kind of unavoidable with the tag match but um, for, for the majority of this match they isolated Brian Pillman in the corner do you know what I mean? They didn't. Um, there was a hot tag to Griff G- Garrison towards the end but um, I say there was a lot of isolating working over one guy uh, so, again, um, my, my problem with squash matches. But anyway, uh, Jack, what were your thoughts on this match? Um, I was a fan. Um, yeah, it wasn't bad at all. In, in terms of
1: where it would rank out of the six, it's definitely not the worst one. Um, but it's probably, you know, maybe fourth or fifth. Um, but either way, I really like these from Varsity Blondes. Um, obviously, what you mentioned there very true to the match, the targeted Brian Pillman, kept him in the corner and you didn't get to see him. When they made the hot tag to Griff Garrison, I enjoyed that a hell of a lot um, when he came in. I thought he looked legit. Um, I thought he looked like a big deal and it kind of felt like a big deal. I'm not sure there was a crowd there, so it was probably the fake crowd noise put in, which obviously, you know, but it, it, I mean, it made me believe it was a big deal when Griff came in. So, I mean... It was,
0: there was a, there was Yeah, you're right. There was a hot, it was a good hot tag. He came in and there was a tope out to the ring and I think he rushed back in and there was some sort of backdrop, like big grapple move or something. So, um, yeah, he took the good hot tag. Um, there was a brutal spot where Brian Cage powerbombed uh, Brian Pillman Jr. into the ring post on the outside of the ring and he slid down along the steps. I have to think that Brian Cage is a very safe worker because people keep trusting him with these insane spots. Darby Allen, you know, trusts him to do the... Uh, he's done it twice on him now. They did it once on, I want to say, Evolved or Beyond or something, um, where he, he threw him out of the ring and the table exploded, and they obviously did that again on AEW, uh, which was the first time I'd seen it, but then I, I checked that they'd done it before because um, it, it seemed like they had. Uh, and then there was the power bomb and sting obviously which you got to be very careful with the steam stings back and um and stings fine apparently even though um as as they mentioned during this match there was a lot of worried people on social media um and and now this so yeah i mean brian i haven't heard of any injuries so brian cage must be quite a uh a safe worker surely um patrick thoughts yeah, just on i
2: think uh, brian Pillman jr landed sorry he landed he landed bad afterwards because he landed with his i think color uh not color, one with his tailbone on the outside ring posts outside like the metal on the ground he landed there like on the ground you could you can see it that that looked painful but i think it was just just a mistake yeah. but as you said like brian cage looks like a very safe worker although he, he looks massive and pretty jacked but uh it's not the 90s anymore it's, it's no goldberg who's uh injuring yeah. people so he's still well, if doing goldberg probably, was doing so. these moves
0: they'd be fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> definitely and then Ryback coming in saying I'm the second Goldberg doing the same thing axiom punk so but yeah the match in general I also I like the match uh I can see your point also here again um I like the match it was good and everything like really smooth match is really the question doesn't need to be then 10 minutes five would have been fine as well because the match itself didn't stand for anything maybe getting giving the uh, varsity blondes more airtime, also building them up as a tech team um but the more important thing that happened was was the aftermath of the match i think the match itself was not that important talk about that in a sec uh, but yeah i just
0: want to come back to about the not being a crowd there um thank thank goodness they are back next week i believe but um there was a This Is Awesome chant started up, and as Jack said, it was like the fourth best match of the night, do you know what I mean? It's, it felt like it was being overused, and that's that's one of the problems with, and we said this before about Austin Gunn, it takes the authenticity out of Chance because they're starting up a chant on behalf of the crowd, do you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, it's probably, from a wrestler's perspective and a fan's perspective, it's probably quite different, and yeah it just it, this this it got a, this is awesome chant and when you hear this it just it hear that and we heard it like three times in the night it's like well this chant doesn't mean anything anymore do you know what i mean um and so it was i didn't like that i don't know what you thought about that but
2: yeah same i was i was literally confused about it why is there this is awesome chant? felt a little bit like the uh wwe thunderdome thing where they're also bringing these chants yeah. in because it's clearly not from people they are not sing sing in sync Singing, in singing, yeah. oh my god, uh, 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 or chanting uh, in their in their uh, living rooms when they're on on a Zoom call or so. So that felt really also misplaced, and I also don't like it. Although there was a crowd, you can see later uh in the thing. Yeah, yeah, up by
0: up in the rafters, but I don't know if that yeah, was to make. I'm not it
2: down there. I think to, like yeah, to, in also in addition like. To he, spot. Yeah. yeah, he started that again. He was the uh, what you call in Italy or in Germany in football, going back to go. that. He was the capo who was in front of the ultras or in front of the block of singers who was coordinating the singing and so on. So that that's his job right now.
0: <laughs> what, Austin, are we talking about Austin Gunn again?
2: Yeah, Austin Gunn. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even have to mention his name.
0: Um, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and this was the first match where I wrote down. Um, so I'm including the match before this and the match after this. I wrote down that dynamite matches are starting to feel more like dark matches. Do you know what I mean? Um, this this entire first hour of dynamite felt like dark. Do you know what I mean? Because you have the big wrestlers coming in. Because even John Moxley appears on dark every so often to squash somebody. So it's not it's not you know having big wrestlers isn't doesn't make it not dark. Do you know what I mean? Um, having these these squash matches where it's predetermined that makes it feel like dark. And if you go back and watch the early AW, I mean, I didn't have the time before we started recording, but I wanted to go back and find an early Dynamite card. They had, like, crazy matches every week, do you know what I mean? They had, um, uh, just like, you know, it would be, the Darby Allen and Cody had a match on, on a, on a Dynamite, and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. There was, I remember that, Kenny, the Elite versus somebody, do you remember that match? Was it, or is it Moxley and a couple of other guys really early on, and Kenny put... Moxley threw a glass table or something. Oh no, it was the other way round. Moxley put Kenny through a glass table. I don't think Moxley was actually in that match. He interrupted. but stuff like that. Yeah, you know he interrupted, I
2: mean? yeah. And then yeah. Jenny, Jenny Kenny got off the match.
0: <laughs> Jenny, Jenny Kokega. Um,
2: yeah, Jenny is now also involved.
0: <laughs> this was all about what happened after the match. I wrote, finally, because something happened. Um... Yeah, for the people who didn't know, uh, there was a. I think did they, I mean, assume they did start beating down the Varsity Blondes, and then a promo came on. Um, what we all said that Sting should start featuring Darby promos. Sting is apparently. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and provide storyline to this promo. So Sting, it seems, has intercepted Darby Allen, but not taking him out of the body bag. <laughs> <laughs> and is still dragging him along and, and, and graciously stops and then opens the body bag for him. And then Darby sits up out of the body bag with a big smile on his face and his his face paint is a sort of mishmash now between his own fish face paint and Sting's face paint. He's got a couple of Sting-esque lines down his face. Um, lights come back on and, uh, yeah, Darby... No, sorry, not Darby. Sting walks out, and he has a body bag, and he was like, oh, is Darby in the body bag because of the promo? Opens it up, it's Hook, uh, Taz's it son, who he mentioned had left the car running, because they weren't expecting the match to run long, um, obviously had been retrieved from the car by Sting, who'd knocked him out, put him in a body bag, and then, in old school Sting fashion, Darby Allen descends from the rafters, um, and, uh, uh much safer than back in the 90s i think and um you know starts cleaning the house uh you know flipping this way and that does a tope um sting hits a scorpion death drop on brian cage to finish and and that was that thoughts on the segment jack Uh, i'm torn
1: i'm torn between liking it and hating it um that part as it cringed me out the um The Sting and Derby kind of shoot or whatever you want to call it... Um Promo, whatever. I mean, it's
0: safe to say he's like his protege now, isn't it? Yeah, his I mean, this face paint thing is kind of a confirmation of
1: that. <laughs> the, the only thing they've got in common is they're both um, hoodlums and they've both got their face paint. <laughs> face painted hoodlums. <laughs> That's it. But that cringed me out a bit. Um, and it's uh, exactly what you said. He, he intercepted the um, truck that was dragging Darby but decided to keep driving <laughs> with Darby <laughs> being dragged away and then
0: decides to stop. I don't know how far just, into just, his journey. I, I like to think of the logistics behind that, like he pulled up alongside him in his own truck, alongside Team Taz's truck, and then like somehow <laughs> uh, maybe 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 on a really straight road, right? I'm gonna try and make this make sense, okay? So they're on a really, really straight highway, one of those ones that lasts for miles in just just perfectly straight in America. So he leaves it he leaves a brick on the pedal. Sting does, right? He leaves a brick on the pedal and he climbs into the the trailer in the back of the truck, the back of the pickup, and then him and Team taz they're trading shots in the back because they're in the back of their truck and they're trying to run him off the road. And then he, uh, he 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 gets a big hit with his baseball bat and knocks Ricky Starks off, and Ricky Starks dies or something. No, it was Will Hobbs. Who died he, <laughs> Will Hobbs wasn't there, so he hits Will Hobbs really hard. Will Hobbs falls under the wheels. He's dead now. So then he unhooks the chain and hooks it onto his own. Gets back in the back in the uh, back in the truck. The, the cab before uh before they run him off the road and accelerates, maybe goes off road and uh and that's when he slows down once he loses them. I've made it make sense. I think you can <laughs> sting with Tom Cruise. <laughs> I think um,
2: yeah, <laughs> I think you missed Vin Diesel in that and the fast <laughs> yeah. nine crew or whatever. So they Naturally. they are known to pull these things off.
0: Uh but back And then, to, and, then uh, and then the rock glides over oh, in okay. a in a, in a Nissan Skyline and uh, <laughs> doing a flip on the back Tom, of another truck,
2: and then John Cena's just standing by uh, on the sideway there, passing by. him and he's just like, you can't see me, and that's it. Yeah, well, he
0: so. could have been in there, but we wouldn't have known because oh. like, right, so. we,
2: we cannot see him. So that's <laughs> you
0: guys must stop. <laughs> You've got to stop.
1: Yeah, um, continue, Jack. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> I literally only just started. Um, so yeah, that cringed me out a bit, and obviously Darby popping up just smiling, um, and Darby never smiles which Let weirded me, me out say. um the, i'll tell you what the only thing i liked about this segment was sting i thought it was cool to again actually see him do something um he's you know maybe it just maybe it's like uh, an animal coming out of hibernation it just takes a while and then once they're fully out of hibernation they're good to go and that's what it took with sting just needed to you know wake up um the bit with Darby coming down from the rafters on the zip wire see i just noticed some people on twitter afterwards like, oh my god darby like that was so cool i laughed
0: i yeah, saw were, him coming I down the zip wire and i was just like
1: ha <laughs>
0: a bit like taz i actually skipped over during during this match if we just wind it back a sec um <laughs> they mentioned i think it was excalibur talked about uh, them pulling pulling darby along behind the truck and taz just goes ha <laughs> like it like, doesn't say anything else just laughs at, at, at the mental, the the memory of it um, you would probably it's, okay, so to bribe some context, that's what Sting used to do essentially um, and I will say the first time I saw Sting do it back in the day, I also thought it was silly because you could see his he used to wear the big black coat and you could see the um you know, you could see he was like, he was like riding down on a coat hanger kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like his, his back, the bar in, in his, in his jacket, you could see. And the way his, his, um, opponents would kind of, uh, politely wait for him to get unhooked before he started, uh, started messing people up. But, you know, if you'd seen that, it kind of makes more sense, do you know what I mean? Because you get used to the silliness and the campiness of it, and it just becomes awesome. So then you see Starby doing it, you're like, oh, he's passing the torch. And, you know, it's, it's relying on people, and I think this is a very good kind of focus group, what we've got here, it's relying on people to have seen television from the mid-90s, do you know what I mean? And and that's another, that's, that's a pitfall that, that WWE do a lot. If they could have this is the thing that not WWE, sorry AEW. I'm as bad as JR. Um, uh, the, the, I think the problem is he was a, he was a WCW lifer until it went under and in, in TNA, and then he eventually came to WWE. I don't think he did that Rafter spot in TNA. I can't be sure, but they they'll have no archive footage they can use because WWE owns the WCW footage, so they can't like set this precedent of showing people. Um, that that to get it in their heads so you know they're just going to have to go with it but it's I don't know again maybe there was another way they could have they could have reminded people or let people know that that's what Sting used to do because then you see Darby come down and you're like what the fuck is going on I'm sure that's what you were like Jack yeah so, that, so that's why I
1: laughed but apart from that not much more else to say it was a cool segment because again as we say each week they're starting to finally do something do stuff. Two um, after weeks exactly so I'm gonna pass over to patrick and we shall you know see what he thought because i like i said
2: i was probably 50 50 with this i'm more than 50 50 i really i'm more like 90 <laughs> 10. i really loved, it. It. loved yeah, it Yeah, I, I loved it really yeah finally uh we saw something so first of all the film fan and me came through with the with the uh small segment which was filmed by darby i guess the cinematography preview, was very, preview for very very the next nice. fast and furious <laughs> Uh, cinematography was was very nice on the short video he did uh very well done also with the music and everything that was that was really good um the content itself like you said you already already mocked it very good that it's like it just doesn't make sense where did he or did he just say like oh yeah sting uh whilst i'm already lying in the body bag can you dro- drop me off at home yeah sure
0: excuse me i think i think i made it make sense
2: <laughs> yeah right you made it make sense what do you mean also? it didn't
0: make sense i we, no. we know what happened now thanks to me <laughs>
2: <laughs> um yeah what happened then in the ring i liked that a lot uh, to see finally see sting in the ring again uh he uh he's 61 years old he looked so good like with his moves and everything he didn't look slow uh he does didn't look like his hip was broken or even that he was like like out of like his career was, was supposed to be ended by this thing from uh, Seth Rollins in 2015 or 2016 when it was. And he's moving very smooth, Scorpion death drop. Oh my God, I haven't seen that move in ages. I was like, I know, wow, so good to see that again, really. Uh, he looked legit um, and I'm very confident now that he might do a normal match on TV as not a cinematography match. Uh, yeah, he can do that, I think. Yeah, he, he definitely is better than Luther. Um, it's a moving bar. way faster, <laughs> and uh, yeah, also the the uh, gliding down from from Derby, that was a nice uh, ode to the original Sting from the nineties. You know the OG Sting then uh, that was that was so cool. Uh, and <laughs> you even commented like, "Oh, hope he doesn't die like Owen," but uh, he didn't because <laughs> he <see>
0: was <laughs> very secure.
2: Yeah, right. That was super secure. Uh, so i like that a He's such
0: a pessimist. <laughs> It yeah, did right. cross my mind as well, though.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I really like that. So I can also agree, just say, finally. Again,
0: I think I think it perfectly shows that this is probably quite a generational thing, because I also thought it was awesome when Darby came down. I was like, yes. but I can yeah. absolutely see how that would be cringy with fresh eyes, absolutely. So um, I, I kind of agree with you both. Do you know what I mean? It's just, as I say, it's a generational thing. Moving on. Yeah, and have... also
2: one one thing, sorry, one thing I wanted to comment oh, oh. on. I was also like, because... He, fuck um, me very much yeah <laughs> fuck you <laughs> no um the um <laughs> the uh when sting uh, took hook out of the body bag or showed that hook is in there test didn't come to the stage and do something about it he was just on commentary like oh my no, he God, started to oh, he
0: left he left commentary but i think he probably i think they probably they mistimed never it a little it bit. really yeah they never yeah, they, they, they never, never shot showed
2: it, it yeah there, there was no direct reaction because I was missing that like a little bit yeah even like hearing it like, oh I'm gonna call my son, my firstborn child I have to protect you but he did, uh, he, did he did like hop
0: off commentary he swore and then jumped off commentary and then
2: yeah okay yeah. good i I didn't really notice that because it it wasn't like in in the center or so because like in, in a later match you see something equivalent like this happening really on screen, but I'll come to that later again
0: while we're on the topic and it's it's gonna i mean it's not gonna spoil all the next matches because this was the first of three instances where someone got attacked backstage out of camera view and then was kind of dragged um, interview and uh, interview into view um, of, of the cameras. I thought they overused this a little bit tonight um, and it's it very much reminded me uh, do you remember in one night they had two um, backstage attacks. One of them was Moxley. One of them was like Brandy, and they they did exactly the same thing with with zooming along the halls until they found a body in the you know one one was still being attacked. I think Brandy was still being attacked. One was Moxley, which they've never really answered what happened there. Um, yeah, uh, and and we thought well they 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 were silly to use the same spot in one night. I really feel especially as Hook was a family member. I think we you know where I'm getting at there. Um, the the doing it three times was a little bit okay, well, you know, you need better security backstage, clearly. (laughs) What the fuck is going on back there? (laughs) You know? Um, But we'll talk about that when we get to it. Next up, we had Kip, Penelope, and Miro um, talking about how uh, Chuck Taylor and uh, Orange Cassidy ruined Kip and Penelope's wedding. This was pretty much a Miro promo, um, and that is what made it all the more shocking to me when this was announced that this was going to be a tag match. Um, Because this just has... I thought this was going to be Miro-Orange-Cassidy, do you know what I mean? I thought they were going to facilitate a good singles match out of this, and I was excited about it. And I don't know why Kip and and Penelope aren't necessary to this storyline anymore, do you know what I mean? They don't... they're, They're just... surplus of requirements. Penelope doesn't even get any mic time, do you know what I mean? Um, and I understand that occasionally they're using that to douchify Kip Sabian's character. He's a sexist pig, he doesn't let his wife talk, but like there was none of that in this. There was no selling him being a misogynist in this backstage segment either. It was literally just a Miro promo, a promo. and also Kip was there and said a couple of words, and also Penelope was there and said nothing. Do you know what I mean? It's um, They just don't feel necessary. I did like uh, the note that they got um, so Miro invited Chucky T back into under his wing and said no hard feelings I'll, I'll never forget uh, but I will forgive um, and said he likes the way he kind of irons his clothes I thought Miro was very good he was very funny he called Orange Cassidy a walking Xanax at one point and uh, then they got a, uh, a a note through from Chucky T that said something to the effect of will you wrestle us at Revolution and then, uh, and then it yes no or maybe with boxes to check and then hugs and kisses like xoxo or whatever to um and then yeah check box like passing notes in school like will you will you be my boyfriend or slash girlfriend yes no maybe or whatever um and i thought that was fantastic but i don't know why kip and penelope are here jack uh thoughts on this yeah i'll just keep
1: it very brief because it doesn't deserve too much talk time but yeah um I was I was like, yeah, I thought Miro-OC would be much better revolution match. Um, I get. I was trying to think whilst watching it, what sort of match-ups have we had in this feud. And we've had pretty much all of them except them two, Miro and OC or the tag match. Um, but for me, it just feels like a dynamite match on a pay-per-view. A bit of a waste of space when you could have had another match. And that's about it for me. But I, I liked the note as well. I thought that's very like, good for you know their character um, as the best friends they're kind of like them sort of like high funny. school kind of characters especially with when you go back to the parking lot brawl with Sue's mum picking them up after the fight if it's kind of like that Sue's mum <laughs> uh, sorry Trent's mum Sue <laughs> there we
0: go. Um, yeah it, it's it's very much their character I think it's very fitting of Chuck's character because I don't think Chucky e. T doesn't get enough time to showcase his comedy chops on um, AEW but he's a very funny wrestler from his time on the indies uh and and in new Japan, but again he didn't get a lot of um time to showcase it there either because of the sports style presentation uh Patrick, anything to add at all very brief segment, but
2: yeah right yeah i just completely agree with what you used both 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 said. uh in general um I also like what what I noticed is Kip in his normal gear that he was wearing and uh, normal gear no normal clothes he was wearing and this his glasses he didn't look like a wrestler to me he looked like yeah. a really pretty normal guy sitting there <laughs> uh, nothing special really especially next to miro he's a super skinny slim guy mm-hmm. not not a threat at all or anything um this is why i completely agree i don't know why he's in that feud and why they're not giving miro finally uh, the stage he deserves and miro against orange cassidy definitely a match where we'd be like wow super that will be super dope on a pay-per-view they're gonna rip it apart very interesting where this is going especially when you had uh when you, when you remember oc versus uh pack which was great but then uh, having a tech match where i'm like yeah why yeah. really why i mean it doesn't I, make I, sense I, to me
0: I, i've always felt this literally from the first time i saw him in aew and it's not changed kip sabian is a very generic wrestler he doesn't i mean he's not a bad wrestler he can go in the ring he's 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 mastered the fundamentals He's, he's got no X-Factor. He's got no spark. There's nothing special about him. There's nothing yeah, that makes right. me want to watch a Kip Xavier match about him
2: at all. Yeah, right. He um, just says, yeah, I'm super bad. We... Okay, McLovin was also super bad. No one cares. He was even better than him as super bad. So <laughs> let's go on, please.
0: Next up, we had Brandon Cutler versus Jake Hager. And Brandon Cutler comes out in his bad dragon gimp mask. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah. Uh, Again, this was this was this was the last match of what I'd like to call the dark hour of dynamite. Um, it was it was another squash match. It was the squashiest squash match of the three, I think, um, mercifully in a way because it was so quick. Uh, Patrick, thoughts?
2: Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> That's everything I can say about it. Just like it was, there was nothing really happening in there. Uh, Cutler got he got, got some, like a moon cut-
0: He looked he yeah. looked impressive he looked like this This is what I'm okay with I'm okay with him getting a few moves in and showing yeah, his thing right. they, they're
2: super with. he's yeah. a good worker he's a great athlete uh, I kind of like his dragon thing but also the mask it looks like a uh, sex know if thing
0: I- it looks, like a, yeah. it looks like it looks like what's the yeah. lizard? What's the like dragon version of like furries? That's what it looks like. It's a thing, and it like I don't know. It looks like a sex thing. Modern modern right. modern life has ruined me. For, uh, the internet has ruined ruined things. Like Maybe
2: this. yeah, not the internet. Like I think more of the people out there who are buying. Oh, well, this I wouldn't shop, I wouldn't so. know
0: of these people's existence if it wasn't for the internet. So it's definitely the internet, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'd, I'd be perfectly happy yeah. in my own little sheltered world.
2: Oh yeah, you should go to Hamburg to the red light district, St. Pauli. Go into one of the famous sex stores there. Then you don't need internet. You can still just go in there in like an old school store, and you can see that people are fucked up. And that's, that's a everything no Patrick, I to say. Patrick
0: from me. Um, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the offer. No thanks. Um, <laughs> Jack. Uh, thoughts on this very brief match? Yeah. Anything? If... Anything redeeming to say about it? I, again, I thought it was kind of unrateable. Not in a bad way unrateable, but in you know, nothing really happened. It wasn't really a match. No, Tom, not really got much to add. It was a bit of a nothing. Um, it's all about after the match, though, when uh, Jericho and MJF pop up on screen with uh, Papa Buck covered in ketchup. Um, he's had a terrible accident uh, at the uh, at the buffet line. <laughs> uh, no, he's he's quote unquote bleeding from the head. I I can't imagine Papa Buck bladed. He just looks it looks very fake blood, but. Um, I mean, they were they were fantastic as always. Uh, MJF and Jericho, great heel work. Um, they, uh, I think it was Jericho slammed his face into uh, Nick's picture on the truck um, backstage, and and they were very purposeful about getting blood on Nick's face. And then uh, they he and then MJF did it and had probably the line of the night that he said something like that's so rude or something you shouldn't show favourite that is so rude you shouldn't show favouritism you shouldn't play favourites say hello to your other son or something and threw him into Matt um, at the apple of your eye or something like that and then you saw uh, Papa Buck um, very purposely also smear the blood the goal was to get the blood on both of their faces and set up that kind of shot of their dad's blood smeared on their faces thanks to Jericho and MJF you saw his hand kind of go to it and uh, and smear it on purpose Um, the Bucks run backstage and uh, yeah they Jericho and MJF escape as I think Nick stays with his dad and Matt runs after them Um, Jack what did you think?
1: (laughs) Um, I mean I remember saying I think either last week or a couple weeks ago that I wasn't very hyped for this tag match it got me more hyped felt like there was more at stake now than there was before I mean obviously the titles are at stake anyway but you know, it didn't feel like there was much kind of history, which is weird seeing as obviously you had the whole elite inner circle feud. Um, but now I feel like it's a bit more personal and it's a bit more at stake. Um, I got quite hyped when the young Bucks did a their promo and they were like, and Matt basically just said, why don't we do this now in the ring? And obviously he threw off his jacket and got like hyped up. Yeah, That, that kind of got me pumped. So yeah, I'm a lot more pumped for this tag, that. Matt. What a terrible host. What a terrible host. Um, but yeah, so it got me a lot more hyped up for it. Um, and, yeah, but looking forward to, to seeing what this tag match brings at Revolution.
0: Patrick, I'm going to come to you in the form of a question. What is the best use of wrestler parents in history? Because obviously this, with this, this is a third one I can remember seeing. I'm sure there's been much more. But John Cena's dad made multiple appearances and uh, The Miz's dad, I think, was at WrestleMania, wasn't he? Um, where, where would this stand in comparison to the great parent beatdowns in wrestling history
2: definitely at a at a higher place because of the blood they brought some color into yeah, that now true. that's that's quite cool i have to say like that this is what i like because like in in wwe let's say clearly when they do this it's like always it looks really cringy and shitty when the parents are hitting the wrestler over the the barricade like or they they Get some punch in, and they just fall to the ground like a. Sack that's of why potatoes I think. Or... That's
0: why I think the Miz's dad for me would rank at the lowest because he kind of yeah. squared squared up. Was it the Miz's? Yeah, it was the yeah. Miz's dad to yeah, Shane McMahon. But was, then again, yeah. that was Shane McMahon. So, but they're also making out like he's one of. T- I don't want to get into WWE, but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, it, we, we've. I'd say it's quite a high bar though with the uh, Randy Orton, Arceoing, um, John Cena's dad was the Arceo heard around the world, wasn't it? Um, but. I mean, this was a very brutal spot. And uh, yeah, and they even threw an ambulance in for good measure, which is always um, fun to see in wrestling. I don't know if that's been... They've been able to do that a lot with COVID, but...
2: With the the good
1: brothers getting in the ambulance as well, what good friends they are for young bucks. Pick up the good brothers.
2: Coming out of nowhere and helping them. So it's interesting what will happen with that also, like on Revolution or so, if they might already turn on them or something big, I I feel something big will be happening in that direction. definitely for me on revolution yeah yeah like i said i like that there was blood involved because this made it even more dramatical was was not like oh he gets hit oh he gets gets beat up so yeah it's fine i know the blood m- makes the drama in it uh, we we humans react to blood differently when we see it so in this case i liked it and i liked uh, that MJF and Jericho drove off in the car and were uh, were like haha you can't get us haha and then they're just off that was kind of good like good healish work also they They uh, uh, they hit him and then he was laying on the ground bleeding and then like oh fuck someone's coming <laughs> They're running away. That was also kind of funny had this like comical uh, Segment a little bit in it um, Yeah, I like that. That was really good heel work real good show-off uh, and in this time again, like the the outcome of the match, what hap- what happens afterwards of the match was way more important than a few minutes in ring.
0: Well, Papa Buck sold this like he was dead. He looked like he was paralyzed on half his side, like his face had dropped, and he yeah, was. Yeah, right. He looked, and look also, like a melted shout candle. out to him.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Sh- shout out to him. Anyway, if he listens that one day, thank you for the great BTE music that's stuck in my head for a few days every time I listen to, uh, watch a BTE episode. He, does, he is a very skilled uh, musician, actually, So also. And also now seems to be a very skilled actor.
0: <laughs> Big up, Papa Buck. Actor? What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> they've <Right>? really beaten <laughs> down. He's, he's in a hospital right now. Um, no, okay. Poor man. <laughs> Poor man. Thoughts and prayers. Next up was uh, Jack's Favourite. It was a promo for Shaq and Jay Cargill versus Cody and Red Velvet. Mercifully, the last promo we'll see for this, except the one on the night. Um, for me, it did the good thing it did was um, kind of summing up the rivalry, what we've seen so far, and putting it all into context and making a narrative out of it. The downside of that was it kind of exposed just how shit this storyline's been. Um, The fact that this whole thing just started because Cody called himself a giant killer. Like, is is Paul White going to beat the shit out of Cody now just because he said that? Like, I'm a giant! You think you can kill... Like. It's it's an offhand comment, and not even that, but Jay cargill get offended on Shaq's behalf. Like, like, how many people? He says he's a giant killer, and then not even a big wrestler comes at him, but just a big guy from you know from everyday walk of life. Like, how many people can just stroll in or have their girlfriend slash good friends, because I think they're just good friends, um, stroll in and 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 call him out because of it? It's just it took me back to that, and and also Red Velvet's taunt is really fucking stupid like the baking a cake thing, isn't it? Like, <laughs> um, I don't know who wants to come in on this one first. It's Jack's favourite uh, storyline, so we'll come to Jack.
1: Um, yeah, another, let's sum up this rivalry um, in a promo before Revolution. I mean, yeah, no further comment really from what you said. It did what it tried to do and, yeah, just showed I up. Said, that was it. the,
0: it was, it, it was needed. Yeah. Although the rivalry itself was not.
1: <laughs> no, for sure. And, um, the only thing I want to say on this before I pass over to Patrick is they had that little segment where they showed Jade Cargill on the ring practicing wrestling. Um, I would have preferred if they um, switched that round so it was Shaq in the ring showing his wrestling skills. He was just, I thought they were going to show a bit of Jade in the ring um, training and then a bit of Shaq in the ring, but no, they, just showed, each other. Yeah, they just showed Shaq on the sidelines in, um, in a tank top, in a vest top, just watching. Uh, jay cargill train so from what i've learned from any promo for this match so far is that shack has got into training gear but not done any training um so i really hope cody squashes because from what i've
0: seen as a fan shack's not done any training so why Dude, should he win that's not going to happen i mean i think for weeks we know what the outcome of this is going to be and that's cody's not going to lay down for a non-wrestler shack's not going to come in to lose a match jay cargill is going to pin red velvet Do you know what i mean it's it's the writing's on the wall but, you know, it's just, it's just utterly pointless. There is, there is no turning this around. You can turn Sting and Derby around. There is no turning this around. It's, but they've committed to it. They've committed to this garbage fire, so they've got to do it now. Um, Patrick, anything to add before we move on?
2: I just learned from the promo that uh, Shack now is like tattooed like a jailbird that's the only thing i really got from it <laughs> like i didn't know he was that tattooed now don't know if that's the new trend everyone needs to do it like this but yeah there was it was nice a nice uh a wrap up of everything uh, and actually they didn't spend now that much time uh, on this really shitty match that will happen next week but okay this time like they could have done it this week wrap it up Na- last week this video package was senseless this video package was kind of sens- senseless it was like a high quality shot of uh, uh jade cargill in the ring doing some stuff with you know like uh some squash red rester and just check watching there this is what he will do next week probably but yeah nothing great and really really re- well wrapped up tom it's like they're exposing that it's just crap that's it the only thing that might happen now that uh, paul white is signed aw that he oh, might interfere in that no. match <laughs> they've
0: done they've done it on wwe already just stop
2: yeah yeah i, I, I i'm afraid this might happen maybe i i don't like know During the it match, might I happen know. yeah it might happen that's that's the thing i could see but i don't know i'm I, i'm afraid yeah
0: i can't see them not referencing it but i'm hoping it's just going to be they see each other backstage and have a little bit of a tense stare off and that's it just uh a, just a, this happened we're acknowledging it kind of thing um, yeah
2: just hopefully this and that's it so yeah
0: this is the point in the episode of dynamite where I actually felt actual dynamite started um, everything before was just a overpromoted episode of dark this this was dynamite hour started with hangman page versus Isaiah Cassidy Patrick let's come back to you thoughts on this match
2: yeah what a great match so there. This is great your other.
0: Just... T- you're the one that's tied for top. Well,
2: uh, then you the, you no.
0: two good matches. No.
2: No. 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 It's not. We've, we've got the same match. ones. It was a great match. Yeah, we got the same. Okay. Ones. Good. Then we got the but, same ones. It, but it was a surprisingly great match because I first thought, okay, that's another squash match for just a few minutes. But then, especially Isaiah Cassidy kicking out of uh, out, out of the pins, um, reversing or trying to avoid the buckshot Lariat then. Uh, was the uh, what was the other finisher uh, a dead? Dead eye it's nice to see that dead eye right yeah thanks De- the dead eye then uh, was nice to see that also again um nice reversals uh, i liked although that's <laughs> that's pretty can we talk about that for a second like how stupid is that when you get ejected from the ring and you have to leave and everyone's like oh no why i have to leave no one cares like I have really, a bone. I have a bone to pick with be. the ejection.
0: I have a bone to pick with the ejection, but I'll do it. I'll do it as we yeah,
2: go yeah, beat by beat in a second. Yeah, do effect. it. Yeah, do it. Do it. Like, but it's just like, yeah, it, it's storytelling-wise, it's fine that he has to go. Then uh, Angelico and Jack Evans, that they are like in charge now for looking out for that. But what I really liked is that John Silver and Alex Reynolds came out. They interfered a bit, uh, or they 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 pointed with the referee to the referee um that uh, Matt Hardy was interfering. um yeah, and I liked also in the end that it was said like uh, from from Matt Hardy uh, after the match, the, the, especially the voice came out of nowhere. There was no video, nothing. The video is like, yeah, I'm also gonna uh, gonna go for everyone after everyone from your beloved Dark Order, and he didn't disagree. Um, that's interesting. Now, so telling this story every week a little bit uh and now comes to the point what i said before that Taz did not directly jump over to his son when he was in the body bag like from commentary or that we we can we can see it but here i was like okay uh alan angels got uh slammed or thrown off the stage through a table and uh adam page was very close to it why isn't he doing anything next shot uh, adam page uh, uh climbing down the stage to help him and the other ones are also coming so that was quite important to see that he didn't turn around and say ah oh, poor guy and go no he really it's got just, down it's just there and the time him. to get
0: if you noticed, I think they had their backs turn when when Matt Hardy first came out. So they probably only noticed what was happening as angels was literally getting thrown into the stable, And then Matt was obviously hobbled off because we know we all know how fast Matt Hardy is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah, Right. But that's, uh, yeah,
2: that's what just, I have to say, like a surprisingly good match. And uh, I can agree this, this is where like real Dynamite started like Dynamite was just one hour long this week, really.
0: I, I think it was an average match. I gave it a 3.5. Um, nonetheless, Let's go B by B. It started with TH2 coming out with um, with Isaiah Castillo Matt Hardy, and I like them with this. I quite, I could see them joining. I know it sounds crazy. I could see Private Party being expanded into a stable and them joining. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I I I like that for them. I like I like it worked. Um, Angelica came out dancing his stupid dance, but to the Private Party music, and it, it fit. Um, yeah, um, yeah. No, then. Uh, Hangman was clotheslining a lot. Not even Buckshot lariats He was doing a lot of clotheslines. One of them was ridiculously hard. He clotheslined the soul out of Isaiah Cassidy. And there was um, a close up of Isaiah's face. Like, well, shit. <laughs> like, he was shocked with how hard he just got hit. Um, yeah, Hangman was very intense in this match. He started out very fast-paced, lots of energy. Then he threw Isaiah Cassidy into the crowd at one point, I believe. And... Um, then Silver and Reynolds come down, and uh, kind of they're there to kind of mention how Matt Hardy's interfering to or and get to notice it. But like, th- this is my problem with this bit: is can anyone just come down and convince the referee that something they didn't see happened? Do you know what I mean? And it's and she's believing them because they're the faces in the in the feud. But like, if a heel came down and said that, they wouldn't you know eject someone based on on the testimony of a heel, so you, you know it's kind of lost its impartiality she's lost her impartiality there isn't she yeah no i i get that to be fair um yeah that's
1: kind of how it's gone but uh, i mean it is wrestling, and it is what it is, I mean. <laughs> a lot I, of inconsistencies this week, I think. Yeah, no, you, you definitely make a good point. Um, I think I just, I think, I remember you when you had the problem with Aubrey with um, the Jericho and Jeff match, wasn't it? And I remember you came to me, and I was just like, that is what it is, and it's just exactly the same. It's like, it's just a part of the viewing that I've that happened, that so I'm just like, oh, okay, okay, um, didn't, you know,
0: affect me too much when watching it. I'll come back to your views on the match as a whole. I'll just finish uh, the kind of point by point. Um, yeah. Then Isaiah Cassidy had a uh, hangman outside the ring. He sandwiches his arm between two of the railings, kicks that. Um, and at this point he started working the arm pretty hard to kind of neutralize those big, uh, clotheslines hangman pages. So there was a, there was a very consistent narrative throughout this. And that was what was a big redeeming quality of this match. I felt, um, Hangman gets caught in a reversal on the... To- he goes for a toe and I think he gets caught. He gets clocked. But then, um, after he's back in the ring, then uh, Isaiah Cassidy goes for a springboard move. He springboards into the ring and goes off the second rope. Hangman catches him into the death Valley driver, devastating death early driver. Um, and, um, and then he ends up... I think it was also a reversal. He gets on... Uh, he turns into the dead shot, which, as Patrick said, is very nice to see again, and wins with the dead shot um thoughts on the match as a whole jack yeah definitely
1: one of um my favorite matches i when i was watching it i thought high intensity lots of good spots um not quite a match where you didn't know the outcome um i think i felt you know confident that hangman was going to win this but isaiah Castillo, look looking i mean good as a singles wrestler It has got me questioning
0: where is mark quinn it's probably, um, it's probably covid related or texas storm related yeah what yeah. i would say is um i did feel like it could go either way purely because at least at the start because i thought well he's the heel and you know they're trying to build heat coming up to revolution that could be a fucky finish do you know what i mean a heel finish so there was there was a question mark in in regards to the finish at least at least a little bit do you know
1: yeah no I, I get you i think i just um I just see it as like the obstacles in the way before you get to Matt Hardy um, at Revolution, but no, nonetheless, um, good match. Yeah, as I said, high intensity and got me again like the Jericho MJF and um, Bucks tag match before. wasn't too fussed about this because I did think they pulled the trigger on it too early, but now got me a bit more hyped. So I've announced, that that's what it's meant to do in it. They announce these matches, and you're you're like, oh, okay, and then. Well, as there was a reason
0: yet. for this one, at least one week in advance because yeah. of the attack,
1: you know? For sure. And, um, yeah, I, I did picture when it, while I was watching it, I was like, I could see maybe... I know it's probably going to be a Hangman win at Revolution, but I could see Hardy winning and then being like, I'll give you, like, maybe not all the money, obviously, back that he wins, but a, a sum um, if you sign with me, sort of thing, or, as a sort of...
0: Sorry, or, or No, no, I was, well, was going to say, or... He's down and out with no money because Matt Hardy's beaten him and taken his money, but then the dark order are there to pick him up, and they're like you don't need money as long as you've got friends, we got you Do you know what i mean well i think so. that's
1: I think that's the i think that's one of two options it could go i yeah, I think long story short, I think he'll get with dark order. it's just a matter of how not um yeah no it's about yeah, it's a matter of when and how. <laughs> not one or the other but um but no i think if he loses then yeah that's a possibility dark order pick him up or um or you know matt harley does that offering and then dark order get him out or if he wins dark order's there to be the ones to celebrate with him and he's like he's actually armor buddies because he, they're there every instance that he's there you know what i mean and um there was trying to think which it was bte this week another hangman dark order segment so he's regularly featuring yeah. as he has done for the last couple of months with dark order segments so i mean the foundations are there they have just got it and and i think everyone could tell it's gonna happen it's just when tony khan says right we're doing it
0: next up we had a interview with kenny omega alex marvez approached him in a dt workshop in a school by the looks of it um <laughs> Kenny was hammering away, um, some random guy in the background was, uh, soldering or something, and, um, and Kenny, uh, mentioned that he's creating the Moxley Extermination Chamber, which I don't know, was some sort of vague, obscure dig to, uh, WWE's event that was also on, um, last weekend. Uh, Patrick, thoughts on this segment?
2: Uh, i liked it a lot like also the reference with the moxley extermination chamber it was it was just nice build up you know something like i was like uh, and now we're cutting to alex marvez he's with kenny omega and don Mm callus and i was like oh what's gonna happen now so i didn't see that coming that's very nice uh that they're bringing every week something new something special in there what i also liked is that the segment was uh, quite short this time because there was nothing special to over extend or so to show it was just funny to see that it was also a nice reference to the um to the to the what was a trampoline of barbed wires they had in the in the in their first uh, unsanctioned match um i think that it was that it was really nice done and uh, yeah kenny should watch out for his eyes because in the, in the end, he forgot to put on his mask again when the guys were, uh, what was that again? I don't know that word in English, actually, what they were soldering, doing in the back. Soldering, I thought they were. Soldering, yeah, when they were soldering because the uh, sparks were flying around and he, he wasn't wearing that. Although it was quite stupid that he was just hammering on some metal just for the sound. So That's quite and, funny. Uh, I just, yeah, that's really funny. So I just, I look over it and it was really good, funny segment, uh, all in all.
0: I do have one complaint with it which I couldn't hear the last third of it because that guy in the background started up again and it was so loud it kind of it went over Yeah what definitely but
2: classic classical uh, AW sound problem in some segment during the match uh, the, the cutting over from backstage to in ring and so that it's just yeah it's really really poor after 2 years almost
0: This raises a point this episode you could tell was very heavily edited it didn't um, if they were trying to kind of give the same feel that it was just a regular live show then they failed because like I said there was there was some very obvious cuts there was some very obvious dubbing over segments I think pr- probably stuff like Paul White because it was filmed so far in a, it was filmed in advance and of the news and stuff but yeah there was a lot of that um, as I say I, I don't know how in a pre-recorded segment they could have a sound problem like that why they can't just you know fix it but and it's not a live save. the recording
2: the is shitty, with. if they just have one sound source and they don't do it properly, then it was, Then it was uh, a poor prepared, poorly prepared yeah. so.
0: Um But you know, I like I like the attempt. Kenny looked absolutely mental in his uh, in his smock, kind of hammering away, which is which is good. We now have Nyla Rose versus Doctor Britt Baker DMD. Spoiler alert: These were the two winners of their matches at uh, on the Monday night a special YouTube edition uh, of Dynamite with the women's Eliminator matches. We'll just touch on those briefly. The results for those were uh, Nyla Rose defeated Tay Conti. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defeated... Somebody give me her name because I've forgotten (laughs) it. The last-minute replacement for Anna Jay. Thunder Rose's protégé. Thunder Rose's protégé to give her now that's her something name. we
2: we didn't go into like maybe you just address it briefly that anna Jay's now out for six to twelve months that's mm, a lot and terrible. very very shitty also for the dark order itself like for the group itself because she was always a funny thing but also always always good to have her in there because she was actually the only one who was super serious, serious. about it. she always and, had a serious yeah. face on in the background
0: you know it'd be yeah, cool though a right. segment with dark order if it's hospital. yes jack 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 with a good point there as se- a comical segment of them visiting her in hospital would be brilliant like before oh, a yeah, surgery It would be good with, like little party hats on and a get well soon kind of balloons,
2: thing. <laughs> balloons. get well soon anna anna yeah, anna anna, anna. <laughs>
0: jo- yeah john fronans waking her up like after surgery yeah. anna, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. anna. <laughs> oh there's so
0: much material there to keep her relevant <laughs> oh they've got to do it um yeah no by the way um, did
2: any of you guys ever like sneak peeked into the uh john silver YouTube channel where they are reenacting some famous movie scenes.
0: Yeah, I saw the Anchorman one.
2: I didn't get the Anchorman thing, to be honest, like, <laughs> I
0: was like, okay. Have you not seen Anchorman?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I watched Anchorman, but I didn't get it so much. I have to re-watch that again. I think it's like yeah. 12 years ago, so when I watched it last time, so.
0: Um, on the Japanese side of the bracket, there was a kind of dream match in Yuka Sakazaki versus Amy Sakura. Very surprised neither of these had fa- they hadn't faced each other before. The first ever singles match they tagged together before, but that blew me away um that was a really good match um we we won't go into it in too much detail like beat by beat like the others but that was a very good match i thought i thought that was the match of the uh the episode and then we had ryu mizunami is that her name or have i got sort of mixed up with somebody else rio but Um, you're close Ryo, rio rio um and uh versus azure kong um I I wasn't so hot on this match. I felt like it relied on false finishes a bit rather than actual wrestling, which makes sense because it's Aja Kong and she's fifty, but and, and she can still go. Do you know what I mean? But I think they really relied. This match kind of really relied on the false finishes. Like, oh, it's not. Oh, yep. Yeah, oh, no. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Kind of, kind of wrestling, um, which works. But I think you have to you have to work in some kind of high impact wrestling with it as well, which was la- lacking a little bit. Um, But Yuka Sakazaki goes through, correct? Uh, She's kind of the ace, um, and she's through, and so is Ryu Mizunami. Um, That will be the final of the Japanese side of the bracket. On the other side, we already mentioned who went through. Nyla Rose, though, I said this last week, that this would be very telling, and and we'll talk about it even more going into the next match. Um, It would be very telling with how they see... Tay Conti and Nyla Rose because um, Nyla Rose has a lot of ring rust I think she was out you know she didn't wrestle for a long time she came back in a match against Karashida a very important match and she looked very slow um, and she still looks very slow and Conti is on form she's rising like bread <laughs> Um, there, there we go. That's a new saying. She's rising like bread. Um, you know, coming up through the ranks, um, looking red hot, one of the prospects of the women's division. And she's, she's right on the cusp. This match was that cusp. And I was like, you know, this is going to tell, are they going to, you know, put her over Nyla? This is the moment because Nyla's on such bad form. And they probably gave it the most cowardly finish. I could imagine, um, with trying to please everybody. And that was for Nyla to win it, but just before for Tay Conti to get a five count on her without the referee seeing it. As I say, that was just the most cowardly out for me, for them to, you know, preserve Tay Conti, but put Nyla Rose over for no reason, in my opinion. I thought this was her moment. Um, again, because I do not really see uh, the heel versus heel, Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker match we're about to talk about as that much of a draw. Take Conti could have fitted that role perfectly. I don't think Nyla's going to go all the way. I think she's going to, you know, come up against the hurdle in her next match. Before we get to that, Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker. Somebody stop me. Patrick.
2: Yeah, that, that was a surprisingly good match. So yeah, my the match second itself. favorite match of the night, actually. Um, it was good. Like, also, uh, Nyla Rose didn't show her weird finisher or like a weird uh treadmill move where um her opponent is hanging for like one minute in the ropes until she climbs up the turnbuckle and jumps on her that was something i really liked that this this move got maybe hopefully eliminated um yeah um Britt baker great heel work uh thing i noticed in the beginning both were coming out of the left corner of the entrance stage so both were coming out of the heel uh out of the healed tunnel which uh, is clear that there is heel versus heal you should just not feel with anyone you just should just enjoy the match and this is yeah what i did i like the finish that she had to do two power bombs on brit baker because this still made brit baker look strong or look good in it uh, i like the short introduction the, the short interruption by uh rebel not reba reba not rebel i just always mix that up but that's a real funny hook so, there. Yeah, so did the yeah right (laughs) and uh yeah i like her interruptions she's like really i don't know like a little cringy character but i like that a lot um yeah i i'm I'm really looking forward to like uh, the future and also her like like feud maybe if there's still a feud going on with her and thunder rosa or like you know like it, it was just really surprisingly good match also nyla rose um maybe they told her or brit told her when they talked about the match how they wanted to go or so um that she didn't have to do that much you know not yeah. not like showing moves where she you can definitely see like you said before that she has ring rust that she's not in that shape she's anymore
0: very slow she's at an all-time yeah. slow i would say
2: definitely definitely so and they just focus that they are not showing fast moves they're not showing this and that They just let brit do the fast stuff or like the pacing in general of the match was not so, that fast so yeah
0: while i have well i have complaints about both the result and the format of this match i will agree this was my other match this is the match i rated i rated them the same this and obviously the main event is the only one left um i gave them the same rating um this match was kind of mired a little bit by they went to picture and picture and then they were on fight so we still saw it and then they went to a full break um, very briefly where we didn't see anything Uh, it was just a proper break and then when they came back, because it was a little bit of a slow start, um, Britt kind of if we roll it back to the start, Britt she did the fake heel thing where she makes to leave and then comes back to the ring Um, and then like a lot if not all of Britt Baker matches, it ended up going to the outside where she kind of utilised the post and the barricade and Reba slash Rebel got involved briefly, it seems to be kind of a formula for the first two thirds of a of a Britt Baker match, um, but during the break is when it really picked up. And when I say the break, I don't mean the picture-in-picture picture break. I mean the actual break where we didn't see it. It comes back, and the ring turnbuckle's been removed, and they're in the middle of like a rolling German suplexed combo or something. I'm like fucking hell, is this the same match? Do you know what I mean? Um, and after this point, it was it was great. Um, there was and and this is what it was great despite nyla which makes me think that like the women's match has its own booker and its own ring choreographer do you know what i mean that's dedicated to doing the women's matches every week because they are the standout they, they are scripted so well like as the standout kind of matches and that's you know so much of it um
2: is, and i think is how, also like the one who, the who does that with the matches or like think uh, the person book the complete tournament in advance like how everything is supposed to be how the storytelling of every wrestler is in there and you can really see the handwriting of whoever did that but it's it's a very good one
0: yeah i am starting honestly i'm starting to see a pattern in the women's matches and i do think there must be some someone help because i know the the wrestlers get to script a lot of their matches themselves in AEW, but i i think they have supervision and i think the supervisor for the women's matches is the same person whoever they are is doing a Fantastic job because despite the fact that Nyla was the slowest I've ever seen her, she was slower than Luther. Um, And it was uh, like there was at one point. Was she
2: running backwards or.
0: (laughs) At one point, there was an absolutely horrible roll through. Um, There was a couple of bad, like, rolling moves when when they had to roll. She was just like, didn't look like a wrestler, do you know what I mean? And I understand she's quite stocky. But so's Jeff Cobb and he's athletic as fuck, so's Keith Lee, do you know what I mean? Um, it's not an excuse. Um, I think it's just, as you say, ring rust um, and not being able to stay in stay on, on form because of COVID. That's the thing though, is that titles and stuff, it wrestling's predetermined. The 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 titles from a sports perspective, from a, a real sports perspective, don't mean anything because it's because it's not it's not a it's a predetermined sport. However, people get really genuinely and emotional, excited when they win a title because it's seen as a reward um and it's seen as the company believes in you do you know what i mean so you've got to reward form with these things else it means nothing and nyla rose is not on form and she's put out tay conti who was who is up and coming and is could and she she was ready do you know what i mean and now she's put out arguably the face of the women's division and it's like why like you're not rewarding the right people you're not rewarding form do you know what i mean you are you are rewarding bad form um and that grates on me a little bit the match itself very good potentially the match of the night for me um would have been definitely match of the night if it hadn't been kind of mired by the break kind of cutting off a pivotal point of the match jack thoughts on this match before we go on to the main event
1: yeah not gonna add much um except because i'm just more pissed off with this match than anything love the match as a whole result yeah. just infuriated it's me. it's wrong it, it's wrong man. It, it is wrong and it yeah. is it,
2: just didn't catch on that Sorry, it's completely wrong to put her over i don't get that but keep on going
0: like i said yeah. it's reward it's rewarding bad form she's on bad form and um, yeah It just
1: for uh, but i don't even see it from a storyline perspective because we we can write this better you have brit versus thunder to go for that final it just
0: makes sense well, serena, as a rematch brit, thunder thunder rosa was like i want to take on serena deeb serena deeb goes out in the first round well put Riho against nyla rose that would have been yeah. a
1: nicer one and then you have brit versus Riho and thunder versus serena deeb and then yeah. that could have been a cooler and then you get but they it was just it's just yeah it infuriates me that they continued to put over this absolute she got put on our one worst wrestler
0: yeah, awards she was, for she a she was reason. Second, she was second, third, second, third, maybe. But the I thing Rose up there. I think she was third. If she and you know, at this rate, I thought
1: Britt was. I was confident Britt was going to win this match because she went if for she the kicked first. Kicked out. I marked out when she kicked out of that yeah, first yeah. I went. Fing. No, but I, I thought um, in your rule of three that you mentioned the other week, maybe that last week, tried to do Lockjaw jaw once. Nyla broke free tried to lock draw twice. Nyla broke free. I was like, third time, she's going to get it and she's yeah. going to get it. Her. Was, and then it didn't happen. And I was just like, you know what I mean? when it, yeah, when it happened, I was just like, I'm annoyed because now you've got Nyla versus, um, the winner of Thunder Rosa Riho. And again, that's making me doubt that result of the match now, because it'll be like, well, again, I know they put Riho over Serena D because, you know, it's been a while. They're, they're going to put her under Thunder Rosa. And if, and if they do, you then get a repeat of, obviously, the first women's match, which apparently in AEW's eyes looks like a goldmine because they're like, oh, my God, look, we're going to get a rematch of the first ever women's title match. But in my eyes, it's like, I want we've freshening up. Yeah, I we've seen yeah. it.
0: I want Thunder Rosa. I want her to go through. So then, I think, Thunder, I think Thunder Rosa will make it to the final. I think it will be Thunder Rosa versus Yuka Sakazaki, personally. I hope so. Um, but, yeah. I think they'll both, both beat a monster in their respective finals. Do you know what I mean? Yuka Sakazaki going over Ajakon. Yeah. And... Um, But yeah, so yeah,
2: Yeah. it's also like for me. Sorry, like this. this, If they're if they're really going with Rio against Nyla Rose again, then I'm also getting angry because they have so many new wrestlers in there who haven't been there when this match first took place. They should give them the spot. Nyla Rose is not in good shape, and also uh, then it's also if if it comes to that, and I think Rio might win against her, uh, then you have like Rio on the American side against probably yuka sakasaki on the japanese side which is a japanese match again and i think it's just like uh, then, then it's wrong then they put rio in the wrong position anyway yeah, i don't think they're gonna the do tournament. japanese
0: wrestler versus japanese wrestler because of that yeah. specific reason for sure yeah um, right so this yeah. would
2: be wrong but yeah
0: next up we had a promo for ftr and tully blanchard versus jurassic express not really much to say about this um except i was i think they said tully hasn't wrestled since 1989 that's insane <laughs> Talk about ring rust on Nyla Rose. Um, if he comes back and is faster than Nyla Rose, that's going to be that's going to be something to write home about. Uh, Jack, are you excited about this match and and the promo? Did it did it did it help you know fuel that excitement? Not particularly. Why oh. was I at the start of the recording? We dragged record? you down. <laughs> we dragged you down into <laughs> our negativity.
1: Um, not yeah, because have we've seen it. I know it's now a six man, um, but we've seen FDR versus uh, Jurassic Express now. I know it's different because we got, you know, like I said, a six-man. We have got Tully in it. Tully's the obviously catching thing, but you know, unless he's gonna come quick out of blocks and do some really awesome spots. <laughs> Contact like to Tully.
0: <laughs> Toe base, to seat. Oh, he's
1: dead. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I can't see it being anything phenomenal. But you know, AEW does surprise me sometimes, and I. Who's to say this one won't? I mean, FTR is are sick, aren't they? And Jurassic Express is sick, so it's going to be a good match, nonetheless. But like I said, we've seen it. Um. And
0: yeah, Patrick, our resident statistician, but not because you're German, because I'm on two strikes. Um, is uh, <laughs> was Tully Blanchard? He was he the one that um, managed uh, authors of pain?
2: No, that was uh, Paul or- Ellering, not or- Ellering. Oh, I- Ellering, yeah, that there was. Okay, because
0: yeah. I was gonna say he has actually. If it, that was him, he, he has actually been involved in a in a uh, thing before. Because uh, Paul Ellering was suspended above the ring in a cage, wasn't he? Or on NXT, yeah, that it was a match. Weird match. There was weird a weird match. match. Yeah. I, I
2: hated Office of pain to be honest, but yeah. On but AEW going yeah, one better weird. and putting
0: their kind of old legend in a.
2: Uh, I'm just it, I'm just going like here uh, in in, in comical relief or doing comedy more about it, but I'm just waiting that I don't know. Uh, Dax is standing behind Tully and putting the zip uh, on his back down and then Tessa Blanchard steps out of his dad's <laughs> thing and she's like, that's what's me all the time. <laughs>
0: uh, God, so can you like, imagine a no, Tessa just, Blanchard debut? Because she's a free agent. I mean, I think they'd be yeah. wrong to hire her just because she's got such a bad attitude. But um, Yeah, right.
2: Uh, maybe when her dad is there, that would be something good. If yeah. he is like also her manager, they're building a stable with her, FTR, maybe also with it guy who's never shown again on tv i even forgot his name who he managed before (laughs) i
0: think i think he had a number fetish but i've i i I can't be sure it's so long ago yeah
2: (laughs) yeah but um i'm i'm I'm, uh, not excited but still curious to see what will happen next week I, i actually like the build-up of that story like a bit it's not something super special but uh it's it's more like a little bit like a a quote-unquote realistic build up but this is just like a classical heel versus face build up what i liked and the heels were working good the faces were looking good or were working good with that so it might be a good match which i doubt but what i liked is also that they were showing these old uh, pictures it's like almost polaroid pictures yeah. of uh, tally resting the last time or resting in the 80s that look really nice it was a real nice the pictures
0: made it seem like he was wrestling in the 50s <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah,
2: right <laughs> almost yeah but yeah let, let's see the outcome of it and also regarding tessa blanchard they're still say or tony khan still said there's some big things happening on mm. uh, revolution they won't Tell who's in the uh, phase of revolution match, the, the sixth person in it, it will be a surprise entrant. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's Tessa Blanchard because she I mean, wrestled well, intergender matches, but I don't know. Let's But AEW said there.
0: they're not doing intergender matches. Although, saying yeah. that, the one thing I could, the one intergender spot I could see doing would be like in this sort of match that Tully's involved in, and Tessa coming in for the save on maybe Marco's stunt. I could see them le- allowing that. Do you know what I mean? Her um, <laughs> coming down and and fucking yeeting Marco stunt across the ring with a with a power move or something. You know, I could uh, I could see that.
2: Or just uh, Sammy Callan coming in and just finishing off Tully ta- uh, 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 Blanchard. Just yeah, just... For, for his daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah because for that she feud. stole the title. She got the title from him. So yeah.
0: That brings us to the main event of the evening. Uh, Lance Archer versus Ray Phoenix can you do your best Justin Roberts by the way main of no I can't Um... (laughs) (laughs) the uh, one thing I do want to say about this is they were big in this match hard suspiciously hard all night like a couple of times throughout the show they said they were like this is potentially a once-in-a-lifetime match. It's like it's, uh, you know, uh, generational. You know, possibly the best match we've ever had. Like, chill the fuck out. It's it's Lance Archer versus Ray Phoenix. I mean, they're both good, but it's not like, do you know what I mean? It's not. It's not like when Moxley faced Omega. It's like fuck it. <laughs> the whole simmer comic- down. I think there was an executive instruction on this because this was very reminiscent of Vince telling michael cole uh, and whoever to big up a match and then you just hear them not shutting the fuck up about it um they did it like two or three times throughout the night and at the beginning of this match they were like this this is this is going to be really special this is and i was like why are they bigging this match up so much
2: uh, and here comes the big dog that's yeah. what he says all the time okay sorry <laughs> just big dog.
0: Get that. roman reigns um so yeah lance archer makes his entrance and have you noticed he's the only one that sings his own entrance music like everyone should be singing along to that like, and I, I guarantee if there was a full crowd, they would be by now. But it's, again, this, like, fake AEW Dark Wrestler crowd is is just not on the ball. I don't know if they're as invested, as legitimately invested as fans would be. Or they're just, like, acting in... I'm sure they are invested, but maybe not to the extent that someone not in the know and not, you know, backstage would be. Um, yeah, I have my thoughts on this, but I won't hog the mic. I'll pass this over to... You know what? Jack started the show with his positivity. I'm going to come to Patrick. Although I do think you like this match, Patrick. And I didn't hate this match either, but
2: yeah. So I loved it. It was loved it. Was just, just a great. It was great carnage. It was Ray Phoenix flying around, flying over the barricades, just hitting the barricades, I think like 20 times or so, uh, flying into the crowd, <laughs> flying over. Yeah, I said it before, flying over the barricade. That was nice. Uh, Lance Archer. Uh, looked really strong as fuck again like i like how they're building him up now what uh, what matches he gets now that he gets also in the main event position although it's not a main event for me i think this is why they pushed it so much because they are not really main event wrestlers but they're building them now they're giving them the spot they're trusting them with it uh, of course uh, ray phoenix has a death Witch definitely um but it was just really great also seeing such a quick luchador like phoenix is against like a bigger or massive guy like lance archer but like this one movie does which i really like this it starts a little bit like old school from the undertaker but then and doing a moonsault insult, from insult, yeah 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 that's super good uh, i really loved that match that that was a cool also big guy versus small guy match although uh, Ray Phoenix is not that small, but uh, it was just really good pacing. Also, like the bigger and, and slower guy in case here, uh, Lance Archer, could keep up with the speed of Ray Phoenix. It was super good chemistry. And what I really like because they built up in this, this segment before in the beginning of the show, that um, who was it again? Who was the Spanish announcer again? His name. Um,
0: He's got like an English sounding.
1: Alex name. Abrahantes. I was going to say his Alex, Alex but...
2: Abrahantes. Yes, yeah. right. He was translating for him that he said like in Spanish, "Oh, you're you're a lousy tech partner." And then they're going off they after each other. They kind of each said other.
0: they were responsible for uh, yeah their, their success. for the loss. Yeah, right, right. Well, and so were, then yeah, were, yeah, and then they were taking credit for the success Lantaja did. Uh, yeah, said, sorry, sorry, the success.
2: Together. And then they're like going after each other, and then in the end of the match, they just gave a fist bump to each other, and maybe keeping that team together. Of him. Ray Phoenix, maybe Puck in it or Mo- Moxley. I'm just just thinking here, yeah, this would be a great, great bigger group, a great stable of like five of them or so. It would be really, really dope to see something like this. I think also John Moxley, oh no, I, I don't think so. John Moxley is great in the stable. I think we all saw that. Um, yeah, really good match. Uh, like on the, on the Meltzer scale, I would also give it four out of five. This time, like last week, my favorite match, just because it was. It was just great. It was a great also like an action match. It has had more action than real like sports in it. Although they had these little points in it. But in general, it was just so good fun. And also the length was very nice. 17 minutes. Uh, so almost 20 minutes for both of them. Giving them uh, the, the, the the screen time. And uh, yeah, just I was just amazed and really happy to see that.
0: I went uh, 3.75 actually. I was a little bit lower. Um, it was the same score I gave the women's match. I wasn't really impressed. Um, I think Jack will be. I think Jack's gonna love it. So it turned on a positive note. I'll come to Jack after me, and I'll lay out all my grievances, my big book of grievances. Um, I uh, I didn't like it. I don't really like it. I thought it was average. Um, I okay. So at one point they did say this. It was it was a couple of minutes into the match, and they said it was a match of the year candidate. Like I think maybe part of it was they're bigging it up so much that it's gonna. It's not going to live up to my expectations, especially given the precedent that Phoenix sets in his matches. I felt a lot of the moves he went for was just going to the well, do you know what I mean? With um, rolling out the usual suspects, do you know what I mean? There wasn't anything particularly groundbreaking. And again, maybe that's high expectations I got from a Phoenix match. I know expecting something new every time and I didn't particularly get it. Although the Spanish Fly, I don't know if it was better than last time he did it, but it was... It was really good. I still marked for that. The uh, kind of jumping, bouncing around Spanish fly. Um, I they went to a match. They went to sort a match. I went to a break. They went to picture and picture during a main event, which isn't something they always do. So they can say that it's like, you know, going to be the match of the year. Blah blah blah. They they believe in it so much. But then they cut to a break um, with no sound in in the states. Um, yeah, uh, that was weird for me. It slowed the pace of the match as you do in in breaks and. It was towards the final third of the match, Phoenix had already done a load of his pacey moves and it was before he kind of rallied and hit some more moves. Um, And it it got to a slow pace and I don't think a slow pace befits Ray Phoenix at all. Um, And I think this is why we say he's an amazing high flyer, he's an amazing striker. I will just say, I love the way the match started out with strikes because Often people lock up and there's a bit of kind of Matt grappling at the beginning of the match. I really liked how it started as a strike fest with them blocking each other. That was a big positive for me. Um, but, yeah, when it slowed down and when, um, when Arch was in control, Phoenix isn't a grappler. This is the thing. This is why we say he's one of the best high flyers in the world. He's a fantastic striker. He could probably make a brawler list as well. Do you know what I mean? He's not the best wrestler in the world because he... And this is probably Hugh will probably agree with this, and why he probably likes Penta over Phoenix is because Penta's more of an all rounder, whereas uh, whereas you know it's 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 like jack of all trades, master of none, Phoenix is master of the of the high fly, you know. Um, his grappling is not is just not there. He doesn't really have a grappling game so much, at least that I've seen, you know. So uh, um, at least not with a guy like Archer, not with a guy like the size of Archer, and so I feel like they just. When they slowed it down, their styles really didn't complement each other, um, and I thought it was a good match because it's got Phoenix in and it's got Archer in, and they're both great. I don't really feel any any kind of deeper connection to this match. I think it didn't click for me. I didn't I didn't kind of feel a, a reason to get too into it, and it just felt like a series of moves rather than a wrestling match to me. Um, but I, I still I still gave it my joint highest of the night. Um, but as I say, I thought this was a bad episode of Dynamite, so. Yeah. Jack, um, shine a positive light on all my own negativity. I'm sure you will. I
1: saw this not as a match. I saw this in a different point of view. I saw this, and this is going to be the cringiest thing I ever say on this podcast. Look I saw it. it as like a dance. <laughs> Look at Tomlin. I mean, no, because... Was, it, wrestling is, kind of, yeah. But I saw it as... I didn't see it as two people necessarily i mean they obviously they did want to beat each other because it's at stake this face of the revolution ladder match but i saw it as they've got this friendship now um they've tagged with each other the last couple of weeks and i've complimented every time they've tagged together and i've remember specifically like the last two weeks where i've said they've been the highlights of them teams their relationship working together and i just thought when i watched them together in this match it was kind of just like I thought they were really in sync with each other and I thought they really worked well. And Patrick said at the end, they fist bumped. So it was literally like, you know, it was like it was a... It, I mean, obviously, wrestling is a performance. We get that. But like when you watch a wrestling match, you really feel like, you know, you feel you feel that fight. You feel like this has stakes. this is. But in this one, it just felt like it was a performance. You press play and then at the end, it was like we smashed it. You know, like, and it's like... Crowd up, curtains up, round of applause. That's the end of the show. It was, I thought, it was really good. I get what you mean, Tom, and that's why I said it like that. Because, in terms of a wrestling match, it was not the best that we've seen, and not by far the best main event. But as a actual, a uh, watching as a as a fan, it was a really good watch. um Some really good spots. One of the ones that really got me was Ray Phoenix when he went for, I think it was Tope Suicida to a cedar, and he landed actually on like the railings. Like his, yeah, his like his ass actually landed on it, and I was like, "That's gonna hurt!" Like that's yeah. like that could hurt you, uh, coccyx couldn't it? Like that could really, um, that, that would put me down for a while. Um, but no, I thought these two really good. Um, some really good moves. I especially liked when um, they, again, I'm never good with wrestling moves off the top rope on the corner when they threw each other off and Spanish fly. That was it. You and I know you mentioned that. But that really got me as well. Um, And yeah, I just liked it because this match, it did have implications. But the last couple of main events, obviously when it's ended, we've had Kenny come out and there's been more. This was simply, like I said, press play. We've had a beautiful match. One of them's obviously as the wrestling match does. One of them has to go through, Lance Archer. But at the end of it, they both come out winners. They both look really good. And this is not the end we see of Ray Phoenix in either a TNT title shot. I'd prefer to see him get some more like TNT title shots. Maybe even get a belt before we push him to a world title shot as singles wrestler, or even you know tag titles. I mean, they could take the tag titles now, but it seems like they're going for more singles at the moment. But yeah, overall good match. Would I give a match tonight? I'm, I mean, we go for that segment towards the end of the show, so I'll
0: leave I'll leave it in suspense, but definitely up there. I'm just gonna say I don't think that I don't think I, it was it was fine. Like I said, I'll just the last thing I'll say about it is I don't think Ray Phoenix is particularly built for. Singles matches against non-luchadors. Does that make sense? Like he, him and him and Penta absolutely tear it up. Him and any other luchador can actually absolutely tear it up with the the fast pace. Him in a tag match, um, you know, with the fast tag in and the jumping in for the hot tags and the spots. Fantastic. Um, I think it's when he's wrestling. This North American style where he gets fatigued and and not he doesn't get fatigued, but in kayfabe, he gets fatigued. Do you know what I mean? He gets beat down and he's neutralized and his speed's taken away, which is what Lance Archer did to him at one point in this match, and his legs are taken away. I don't think he's got anything else to go to the world to until he's got that back. So it's not uh, at some points I don't find that particularly entertaining. Um, I you know, I he's at home in luchador matches because he's a luchador. Do you know what I mean? So, um yeah not 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 my match of the night it won't be but uh you know it is it is what it is it it was it was like i said i I gave it joint highest score so it could have been my match of the night but um, yeah that brings us to next week's preview well first off on the sunday there's a bleacher report uh special with the finals is it both finals guys uh, no,
1: it's the semi-final Thunder Rosa and Riho and the Japanese bracket final. And then final. there's some... Um, yeah, yeah, there you uh,
0: go. Six-man six tag... Oh, 6 women tag, sorry. Uh, Hikaru Shida, Meisuruga and Ring Kadakura versus Emi Sakura, Veni and Maki Ito. If you needed a reason to watch, fellas. <laughs> yes, um, now I'm in. Yeah, I think... Honestly, I think she's... Uh, She's she, It's not the last We've seen a Mackie To an AEW I think the fans Love her too much To be honest So um, She's made quite the impact And then Our matches For Dynamite Our card for Dynamite If you will FTR versus Jurassic Express That's FTR With Tully Blanchard Dark Order Versus Private Party Preston Vance Versus Max Caster For a spot In the Face of the Revolution Ladder match MGF and Chris Jericho will be holding their revolution press conference and red velvet and Cody versus everyone's favorite wrestling duo, Jade Cargill and Shaq in the thank God it's finally match, as I believe it's officially called guys. What are you looking forward to from next week from both the shows we've got coming up this, this weekend and next week? Well, I think, um,
1: I think out of all of them, I'd have to say there's quite a few I'm looking forward to. Um, looking forward to dark order versus private party TH2 and matt hardy that'll be a good one i reckon um and i'm also looking forward to reho Thunder Rosa at the weekends one i think I'm they're the probably of the
0: women's at the weekend
1: yeah i think they're the they're the highlight and i'm pretty sure it's going to be announced on the card is whatever match we get um well that, that's what i'm trying to think timeline wise um where it fits in but i'm sure it'll be a women's um tournament match and we'll get that on wednesday whenever whoever that one is but um but yeah lots to look forward to i think um and also some you know, things we're not looking forward to. But it wouldn't be Dynamite if, you know,
0: it was a perfect card. Patrick, what match are you excited about the most?
2: I think the uh, Thunder Rosa versus Rio. It's the one I'm most excited for. And like really Dynamite, I'm really not that interested in the show Mm. next week already by the card, like really underwhelming card. More in the uh, the women's uh, special event evening thing on Bleacher Roll. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> how the fuck are we supposed <laughs> to watch that just fyi in yeah, the i don't UK. know
2: i think i think it's it's i think it's on on youtube then for us maybe afterwards i think maybe, in the, maybe region the, in the, so that the u.s can't
0: atta- uh, uh, access it without a vpn or something yeah
2: maybe maybe, maybe that's so yeah but, it, but like i said before uh i'm also looking forward to maki ito in the match really oh, yeah. really cool like i i really love it w- really want to see more of her in the future <clears throat> sorry we're
0: maki, um, maki ito simps now as she calls her fans lovingly
2: yeah yeah, really. That's was awesome. Just really, that's that's what I like.
0: Uh, that, so the last order of business before less important shows, is our ratings for the matches. Let's get the negative out of the way again first. And uh, with my screamer of the week, my shocker of the week, whatever you want to call it, uh, this week goes to the entire first hour of AEW Dynamite. So, what's ah! that? Um, yeah, and that leaves us with our match of the night. Um, Patrick has already pretty much expressed what his match of the night would be, so we'll start with him, but just give us the confirmation
2: Yeah, Lance Archer against Ray Phoenix, uh, great match for me really didn't expect it uh, like I said before, really nice, they gave these two guys the main event spotlight uh, for once and uh, yeah, but all in all I have to agree very, well, one of the no, the, actually the worst show this year until now um, but still that match was still really good um, yeah really looking forward to seeing more of them maybe in a team, but I said it before, so up to Jack.
0: I'm going to surprisingly go with Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker. Um, who would have thought we'd be saying that a year ago because Britt Baker's wrestling wasn't on top? And, well, who'd have thought I'd be saying that? We're not saying that, are we? But Patrick said it was a good match, too. I think we all agreed that it was a decent match. Um, but Britt Baker's come on leaps and bounds with her wrestling, even if her wrestling is a little bit form, form, formulaic, would the word be? Um, Nyla Rose is not on form, but I think this match just goes to prove you need one wrestler in form and doing well and a good wrestler and leading a match to have a good match. Like, you know, there's wrestlers who've got good matches out of The Undertaker when he was basically a walking corpse. So, <laughs> um, yeah, just waiting for someone to get a good match out of Luther. That's the, that's, the, uh, that's the challenge. That's the Dark Souls hard mode of wrestling, of carrying wrestling matches. Jack. You are the tiebreaker, or, or maybe not. If you go for a completely different one, then you won't be the tiebreaker. No.
1: Hangman versus Isaiah Cassidy. Are you for real? I am for real. That's my... Well, look I at was that. Just, I was just thinking of it when you were saying, I think I can five, um, five flaws in all the matches, but the one that brought me pure enjoyment, the result of the Nile and Brit one let it down for me, and the Ray Phoenix, Lance Archer, as much as I bigged it up in my review to be a match of the night it's got to have that raw kind of aggression where you know it is a fight um and that's what hangman isaiah Casti gave to me
0: i rate them all very similarly to be fair because i did i did rate uh that match slightly lower than the others but only by 0.25 so um yeah it wasn't great was it i mean they were three they were three average to good matches um but average to good isn't what we expect from the best match on Dynamite, um, and and the the first the first hour was right off, um, not probably their worst show of the year. Do better, but you know it's the worst show of Dynamite is is probably on par with the best show WWE puts WWE main roster, should I say, or at least Raw put on in the week. Because I hear SmackDown is better, but I can't confirm. That brings us on to well the end of the show um well the end of our dynamite segment anyway we still have a little bit left to talk about namely less important shows it's getting better isn't it <laughs> i like
1: i said there's some sort of charm to just you doing it tom why do we need a uh, heavily produced
0: jingles we just have you because I have a, I have how it sounds in my head and I'm not getting it. You know, this. Blah, 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 people don't know what that's. I, I hope people like. There's a little <laughs> drum roll at the end. Do you know what I mean? But people people aren't going to get it until you hear it. You hear what's in my head put out into the world. Um, yeah, let's talk about less important shows. We'll start with some. I don't know if you guys heard this. Uh, some kind of sad news that a CCW wrestler um, passed away called uh, DK Meadows. who's apparently, you know, quite hot, rising on the US Indies. quite a young guy as well um i know liam was hoping to get into czw and so it's always sad when someone dies in wrestling isn't it um even though sky wasn't particularly a huge name uh what i will say is that it kind of reminds me of like uh with the hannah kimura situation i've been trying to get into stardom for a couple of years and your remorse when someone passes away um that you hadn't seen them and hadn't known about them kind of makes you want to you know uh, go out and check out the product so I finally after the Hannah Kimura thing I was probably a contributing factor I actually did sign up to uh, manage to follow through and sign up to Stardom um, and uh, started getting into Joshi so the silver lining comes out of it but did you guys hear about that or I didn't personally um, but send my best wishes, best wishes to best friends and family yeah, um, yeah
2: I, I didn't know him from saying but same year like all the best for it. it is I like always always a shitty thing when someone of the wrestling community goes way too young way too early you know what
0: i mean and you know what i mean about when when people die and then you hadn't seen them and like you're like well now i i wish i could have been watching because you can go back and watch their old stuff but it's not like actively following like there's nothing more to come from them is there you don't get that excitement of following someone's career so No, no massively and it's the same with any
1: sort of art or you know that sort of where like musicians where musicians die and it's someone you've not listened to and then you obviously you you know of them. For example, one of the ones for me. A lot of the times, obviously, I know who these people are. If I don't, then you know, it's obviously sad. But um, but like Mac Miller, I I don't. I quite like rap, but like I never really got into him. But I knew it was one of those. If I did get into him, I'd like, and it's one of those I never got the chance to, and obviously and then then you, away. You did and I, afterwards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen yeah. to him afterwards, but it's obviously, it's great you've got all that. But you just know, like. It's, it's a shame you that, can't yeah. obviously follow the journey from that point, but um, and it's same with wrestlers like I'm sure he would have had a bright future, but now it's kind of it's like what a shame that you can't see that journey now because yeah, it's, you like, know like was, his memory I lives I hear, on
0: For everything I hear he was a, he was a rising star, so it's quite a shock to everybody he was, like I said he was a young guy as well, no cause of death yet, but I'm sure we'll have an update on that um, yeah, on brighter notes, what were some other less important shows What's some wrestling everyone's been watching? Did anyone watch I've been... Chamber?
2: yeah no i i just watched like the highlights of it like and the outcome of it i, I to be honest i don't know why the hate comes from the internet that misses is champ again i think that's fine because he's 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 not a good wrestler but he's a good entertainer and um i always liked him as an entertainer more than a wrestler uh, but i think it's good to have such a heel now or there who's obviously drawing the heat now so it's fine who does he face but though
0: on- who does he face at wrestlemania
2: definitely not um edge, edge is facing, no, no, Roman edges Reigns. facing Roman Reigns.
0: that was yeah. that was this was my biggest problem okay so i ed my favorite wrestler of all time is edge i love edge um so this is coming from a certified edge i love edge so much but i couldn't get an edge poster when i was younger so i cut the backboard which was out of a multi-pack of figures which was just a picture of edge's eyes because it was a king of the ring set and he had just one king of the ring and that was all i could get him and put that up on my wall this piece of cardboard like a poster Absolutely loved Edge. So, when I say this, you know, it's like I mean it. The first match, um, I I tuned in only intending to watch two matches: the first Elimination Chamber, the last Elimination Chamber. The you know, both the Elimination Chamber matches. Obviously, what happened is Daniel Bryan won the first Elimination Chamber, and then um, Roman Reigns. Apparently, that he'd been quite vague about when Roman would come out and challenge him uh, that later that night, and and after the match, they were like, "Oh, it's now!" And then Roman Reigns came out and faced him after he'd just been through a grueling and elimination chamber match, um, for the title, uh, and later on in the night, obviously, there was a second elimination chamber, which, um, Drew McIntyre retained his title, and then The Miz, because I don't really follow WWE, I didn't know he was, he was, um, money in the bank holder, he came out cashing his, his contract on Drew McIntyre, which I think took a lot of people by surprise, because I guess they just weren't expecting that to happen, do you know what I mean, like, storyline-wise, um, but as I say, my, my, my problem was with the first one. Um, so Daniel Bryan wins the uh, Elimination Chamber match, then Roman Reigns comes out, beats the shit out of him in a couple of minutes, pins him, it's over, and then Edge comes out, and they confirm the Edge versus Roman Reigns match for WrestleMania. What the fuck was that Elimination Chamber about then? Do you know what I mean? What was the entire point of that Elimination Chamber match? There was no, it, it had absolutely no implication no for a match of that caliber had absolutely no zero story implications after 10 minutes after the match it had it had story implications for exactly 10 minutes or or thereabouts if that then it had no more implication to the story whatsoever it's like at least make it a triple threat between Brian Edge and and Roman Reigns to let it let it means let that match mean something but no like they confirmed it would be a 1v1 they had the, this the, the Yes Revolution 2.0, and, all you know, everyone loves... And then this is what they wanted to do to Brian all those years ago before CM Punk convinced them not to because he said he went to Vince and said this is bullshit that Brian's not in the main event of WrestleMania 30, so they inserted him into it, and obviously we know what happened there. This is what they wanted to do, but they've got no kind of... No one coming into their office telling them not to anymore, and it's just, I don't know, bullshit. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, also, um, this whole yeah this this was the yeah, app bullshit i cannot add a lot to that because i didn't see that but also uh, the storytelling of what comes out of the uh, cash in from the miss uh, got revised on monday a bit when um, so an Otis had his lunchbox and opened his lunchbox and there's the money in the bank contract in it so
0: <laughs> it's like so so there was no yeah. what so there's no yeah. contract in the match so is no illegitimate con- because there was no contract there
2: yeah probably I didn't follow that I just saw that 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 short clip of it that he had it in its lunchbox and I was like okay if they've this, just used uh,
0: that for a quick quick gag and it's not gonna have any implication then that's just janky as fuck that doesn't
2: it's yeah but that's just WWE so I actually don't want to <laughs> waste yeah. too much on, on from, it
0: well uh, it is less important shows we are making making yeah. it very clear that it's less important
2: yeah Jack but did you I, catch I, any of it? I can, oh sorry oh sorry yeah, because I watched actually a good WWE match, although it was under the NXT UK brand. Uh, on su- Sunday evening, I was not tired at all, so I was like, I'll oh, just catch up with some good matches. And it was uh, Walter against uh, Ilya Dragunov I watched oh, from... Oh, well,
0: that was always going to be good, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, oh my God, that was so fucking good like this is a match i would show to somebody who still says wrestling is fake it's why are you watching this i would just show them this match and tell them show them you're yeah, like okay is this fake is this not good is this not sports is this nothing so it was just awesome and also um what i liked about it uh, or li- like about it, they're showing that uh, walter is from austria that dragunov is built from russia because he's born in russia although he's from uh, dresden and germany um and I really like they were talking also German within the match. Like really Walter shouting at Dragunov willst du das nicht umbringen? Gibst du das auf? Which means do you really want to kill me to kill you? Are you are you uh, uh, are you submitting then finally? So that was that was really cool to see guys shouting German in a WWE ring match. So and they had really good matches already on in, in uh, yeah, they had, there had quite a
0: few matches in wxw yeah i'm just looking yeah. now because i, I could have sworn they had a match in progress as well i thought it was the match Might at be. hello wembley i thought they had um but they got a ton like is it called 16 karat gold tournament i think they had a match there yeah that's um, that's the
2: real good one yeah
0: and uh yeah um okay so there was a recent one i'm just looking back now uh, i'm not gonna find it now but i i could have sworn. oh no here we are um yeah, Ilya, uh, Progress, Unified World Championship, Ilya Dragunov versus Walter. Um, yeah. That was, a. Uh, oh, no, it was Chapter 92, Entertaining Friends, it was called. Um, yeah, no, they've they've had a story rivalry, um, so they know each other very well. I'm sure that was yeah. a lot of it's, fun. It's so. good.
2: It's like also because people who are watching this are guys like us who know their story. Of course, some people were like, oh, I'm just going to give it a look. I don't know these guys, but this, this storytelling goes way back out of, NXT UK or WWE territory and they just really it was just brutal and I loved it because yeah these these are I don't know if they can ever be big although I know Walter never wants to go to uh, WWE in the US because he wants to stay in Europe he wants to stay close to his family to his girlfriend and everything with his wife I don't know if, if he's married yet I don't think they really he, get
0: Walter over there anyway
2: I don't know I don't know if if he says he doesn't want to then they're not getting him
0: yeah no but I mean no I mean get like they don't really kind of get it.
2: You know? uh, yeah 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 right yeah I, that's 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 my point. I, I I'd say in in the US in the US product they would never get him. Yeah. Or or Ilya Dragunov or other wrestlers from Nstok probably they would never get that. Say so they should stay in uh in Europe definitely and build something in Europe hopefully maybe have a nice crossover. um event at one point with nxt or like when when uh, wwe is in uk again or so then just to to please the crowd a bit but it's just the pinnacle and also i'm really sad to see that they took these talents from progress and wxw to have their own like product a bit although they can still wrestle there but i can tell you from wxw side that they uh, were booked for matches on a wxw event and didn't show up or said ah no we cannot come there's a NXT UK taping and everyone was upset because they were thinking they were taken out of it for by WWE yeah. itself but yeah
0: progress is back do you see that on the WWE network yeah chapters the chapters are back it's one of the few ones that is actually you know promotions are actually going at the moment that's i mean we were are we still jack are we still locked down 3 in the uk i i genuinely don't know at the moment yeah yeah so to get that special, a uh, special sports um, kind of exemption that uh, that football and that have got, I mean that's that's a big feat, and that I think that was probably could only be achieved by the um, WWE partnership. They've got to have got involved. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you can't say, "Can I have this fucking indie wrestling show?" <laughs> and like, no, of course you fucking can't. Like, but uh, I think WWE have probably probably thrown their weight around a little bit there. Um, but yeah, nice to see him back. Um, It's nice to have wrestling on TV. And that brings us to the end of our show. Been a, uh, been a fun little sesh, guys. Yeah, it's been a good one this week. It's been great banter. It really has.
2: <laughs> hey, just by the, the way, kind of I didn't mention what happened at, like, to me this lunch. week. There was a fucking huge earthquake here in Iceland, by the way. Really, it was all over the news. If you saw that, my first earthquake ever in the life. Nice.
0: Was it? I was out every day. I don't want to, to, to ask about <laughs> earthquake victims. Do you know what I mean? When it when it wasn't like awful, like obviously, like no, I mean, did anyone die?
2: It's it's not awful or so, but it's 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 amazing and frightening at the same time. When the house and everything, the ground below you is shaking and everything is shaking, and you're feeling that, and you're like, okay, that's what nature can do. You shouldn't fuck with nature. It's nothing to worry about. Well it's just yeah. interesting. So that's that's a big thing for me. Like I can take off my bucket list really get something like this or uh, feeling something like this so yeah
0: off your bucket list it might be the last item on your bucket list if you go chasing going for it oh i've got to take off getting caught in a tsunami next <laughs> 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 uh, on that note on uh, on patrick's death wish let's uh, say goodbye it's goodbye from me He's are supposed to say it's goodbye for me? Oh, you two are the worst. Jack, it's I'm
1: worst. Might, I'm goodbye for to, me uh, too. It's goodbye for me too. I'm waiting to see what wrestling sign up you do this week because each week you've got less and less options and you struggle more and more.
0: Say your prayers and eat your vegetables. That's Hulk Hogan. That's a classic.